Hello, I'm Eagle, Eagle Gardens, Eagle Gardens 1 on Instagram, and this is Fucking Talking Shit with Eagle, episode 266.5, the fucking rabbit hole, and it is time for a dab. Hopefully you guys have enjoyed tonight's episode with uh, Craig from Pop Brothers Law. Pretty awesome, dude. I should have snuck in the damn song with him. I bet he would have liked the damn song. I got a feeling he would have liked the damn song. Got one Watson in chat. Besides myself, Jack Greenstock. Kazoo's probably playing along. Bingus has popped into the house already. Florida Nugs, what's up? Swing over here and let Bingus in. Oops, look, Cass has got a 70 or 79, 79 burden. Bob, girl, let's be too crazy for you. Bingus, cheers. Hopefully, you got something to smoke on. You got something to dabble on with me? I do. All right. I'm going to start off. I got a dab ready, so I'm going to start off with that. <laughs> I'm going to start with that. <laughs> it's been one of those days. I'm light on the smoking today. I need to catch up. Sir, greetings. Got to make your own. Is that what I heard you make your own there, Bringus? I'm smoking a little bit of uh, Ghost Train Haze. Or Ghost, what is it? Let me look here. Yeah, Ghost Train Haze. It was uh, like a crumble. Really pretty. Very tasty. Now, with you the other day, we were talking. That's like a guizo, right? An alcohol extraction. There you damn. Yes, sir. I thought so. Yeah, it's uh, a scrag. And then I use extractcraft.com. Use their turbo source, and I make it concentrate. And it works quite well. It's not a fresh, clean rosin hit, but man, very potent. <laughs> yeah, we had, uh, I think Smiley was in here the other night, and uh, we were talking about basically smoking RSO. And that's pretty much what Quizo is, isn't it? You've let it, you know go out to it like a shatter where it's you know pretty much a pull and snap type thing and but me myself i take it to that and i just make them little like uh amber worms that i like to throw in the middle of my joints there and them things are just whoop that's a good ride man i don't care who you are you know what it's good smoking it's i don't dab a lot and when i do it's that's what i use um i do have a rosin press that I just don't seem to use very much. What's up, Jack? How are you doing? So, 
What's up, Bingus? Good to see you. I had to uh, bring some head hair to the show and some facial hair, I guess. These two right bald, on. beautiful bald gentlemen here with much more wisdom. And Dude, I uh, want to get a copy of your book. And Is there going to be a picture on the back cover with uh, the zigzag uh, green stock? <laughs> I should do something like that. I've got the front cover. It's going to be one of the photos my wife took of a beautiful bud with like the sky behind it. It's a green bud. Um, then it'll have like the title, you know, 50 strains of green. I just finished all of my work of locating photos for all 50 of the strains other than Brandon Rust has to send me some photos and uh, Doja DNA, which is like only two or three of the strains, but now I'm editing. So by the time I go through the editing process, they'll have got me the pictures I need. Pre-order should be sometime this week. I just got to talk to the printer and see what it's going to cost for a paperback and get them shipped out here and start signing them to the people that want it. So somebody said you should write a book and you actually took them serious. I, I sure as fuck did. I'd actually written one before and I may have, t I told the story on this show, I think, but my laptop got stolen from my car with like my backup hard drive when I was going to get it fixed. So I was like, you know what? I'm more fired up than ever. And like, this is a topic that a lot of people care about. And a lot of people have asked me about, uh, people are just generally interested in cannabis history and strains. And I've taken a lot of time to research that and uh, pull together some like bud porn, as well as like the true information of what breeder originally created it and, you know, what time it takes to flower and the types of effects it's going to give you. And like, even down to some, I have like what terpenes are in there and what cannabinoids might make it special, like THCV and some of like uh, Jack's cleaner and stuff from Subpool. You're making me think Jack, because of the nature of, the way you're putting the book together that uh, perhaps help promote the book is create a website that would be a continuation of the book. You know what I mean? Where people, That's a good idea. Where people actually go in and like type in, you know, a certain strain and have your picture information review or, or whatever, or if it doesn't come up, you know, it would be a suggestion for something for you to look at. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I plan to do uh, 50 strains of purple, which will be the sequel. And then if those both are well liked and well received, then do like a 50 shades greener or 50 strains greener and 50 strains darker, which darker could be like pinks and purples or darker, even like black, dark, dark green, things like that. But um, it's a fun process. I really enjoy it just as a passion project. And it was something that I started off just like, can I make this into a book? And then I realized like, I've read the Dank 2.0, A Breeder's Quest uh, by Subcool. And it was one of my favorite books. And it's mostly photos and information. A lot of the stuff that he bred himself, but um, there's strains that he worked with that he didn't breed. And he just has really gorgeous photos and good information. So, oh, cheers, Smiley. Welcome. Smiley. Uh, Brady Bunch. How you guys doing? Good. Good. I'm COVID negative, so I'm fucking great. Ray, that's got to be a good feeling, huh? Honestly, after traveling, I was a little concerned. Like, I didn't have any symptoms or anything, but you never know. And, like, this whole entire time, like, it, I got the one that's, like, the antibody test or whatever. So if I would have ha ever had it, I would have shown positive and had to, like, quarantine or whatever for another week or so. But good news is uh, me and my wife are both negative, so. <laughs> not, not to, like, bring it down that fucking path, but I'm just, like, happy to, like, be able to go back to work with certain families who didn't want to see me until I had that test. Yeah, no doubt. So you've been bingus. You have a good weekend? Good, great. 
just things are going excellent. Uh, <clears throat> I'm uh, harvesting my second run of the Bingus or the Blue Mile. It's just becoming my favorite strain. Almost every Fino is amazing. So, seeds uh, I'm probably going to let out to a few people. And everybody just, loves their own shit, right? Well, that's just it. That's why I want a few other people to verify that I'm not just full of my own shit. <laughs> you know hey, I mean? If you don't love it, you ain't doing something right. That's right. right. I mean, yeah, if you don't like it, it's not worth much then, right? I figure if I like it, somebody else might like it. So, yeah. far, so far, that's true, proven true. But yeah, things are... I'm, Dude, I have a lot of little mini projects going on, and I'm thinking, fuck, I got to do something to help the pheno hunting. So, yeah. Fun, man. Sounds fun. Yeah, it is. How, how about you? How is your garden going? Good. He's killing it. It looks fucking amazing. I'll, I'll speak for Smiley on that one. I saw his update recently, and that garden looks fucking beautiful. Everything's praying, green, fucking filled out, packed canopy, pretty even, uniform. Like, you're crushing it, Smiley. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. There you go. Yeah, the the LEDs I think definitely helped in uh, veg. So like, yeah, that that was something I had heard. Fuck, I forget where now. But there was one podcast the guy was talking about that where they did um, normal HID lighting in veg, and then they did LED in flower, and then they did another LED all the way through, and they saw a benefit when it was all the way through versus like switching the lighting source around on them. So I thought that was kind of cool. And I was kind of noticing, you know, like it, it definitely, man, they don't skip a beat, you know what I mean? They just fucking. I was a devout HPS in a metal allied in veg. I, I just, I tried one led lamp early on and I didn't like it. And so it just confirmed my refusal to face the future. I'll tell you what though man the CMH is a hard light to really I mean as far as like a high quality bud for like a tent grower or somebody like that's a hard light to beat just I love the spectrum they kick out I love the way the plants respond under them they 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 get a nice you know shiny waxy layer and they fill out they just seem to get that they don't seem to quite get that as favorable under the led and i just almost wonder if it's like that extra uv spectrum that well you know, again if you get the uh i think it has more to do with like the green and blue spectrums okay so if you get some lights that kind of go more in that area or at least have like white yellow and red um samsung diodes um you, you i'll can, push for blue yeah, it, I got research. I could send you a research paper on 440 nanometer blue and how it increases terpene production. That's it, why I added it to my light. It's just a matter of getting the right diet mix of diodes. Um, and I, but I can't argue with you. I mean, I have a brand new uh, <laughs> HID in, in a fucking box right now, as well as a HPS. I just mixing the two is what I was trying to do, and that was really throwing shit off. Because there's actually, at least in my room, it creates two different environments that have to be kind of dialed in, right? 
So yeah, one wants to be 75 degrees and the other one wants to be like 82 degrees because the HID is putting off so much heat on those plants. You have to run different tonnage of AC. So it's different situations, you know. I actually still think HPS produces some of like the best looking buds to this day. Like the frostiness and the tightness of like the golf ball and there's like coated fucking fan leaves. If you look at like a Noah the Groa or Eagle or any of these guys that have been killing with HPS for years, they still produce great bud. I just think watt per watt and per square foot, Eagle has shown and many other people have shown with LEDs what you can really do with less wattage and still produce really good quality bud. But I'm with Smiley on, I think CMH is a killer option for uh, newer growers. I will say if you're in a place like California, it's a lot to manage that heat, especially if you're in a tent. Uh, so get a big enough tent, like unlike myself who was running it in a small tent or get a properly sized, like they make them as small as 150 watts, those CMHs. Um, but 315 is like the most commonly small size one I see. They also have 630s okay. and all of them produce killer bud. Hey, whatever you know what you're doing. For your situation, I am one. You gotta welcome Ali though. Oh man, this I can only see four at a time. Cheers, Ali. Welcome, bro. Noble Wellness, how are you, sir? He was being patient to say. How are you guys doing? Good. How you been? Dude, my just got off work. I thought I had the day off tomorrow, but I'm doing an 11-day stretch. <laughs> Damn. You know it. Hustle. That's right. It's right on time for the for the Christmas vacation. Well, Christmas holidays, so I'll be able to get some people some gifts. And after not working for a while, it's got to feel good just to be working again. It does. It does. It, it feels good to get it it, it. it feels good to be in the in the stride again, man doing what I love doing. I mean, I kind of got away from cooking a little bit because it's a very, uh, it's a job that's, it's a very needy job, but getting back into it, I just, just love doing it. And I get to work on the pantry right now. So I'm working with plants anyway. So it's real fun. That's cool, man. I, I got to say, it's funny. I follow you on both my Instagram, Jack Greenstock and Jack underscore Greenstock, my backup. But for whatever reason, you only show up my Jack underscore Greenstock algorithm. Like, I've like must have liked enough of your photos at the right time or whatever, but I could see all your shit on that one. But if I go to my regular Jack Green Sock, it'll like never show up, which yeah. is interesting. But I'm I'm happy that I could see your stuff now because I've been seeing you on here and it's like cool to actually keep up with you and like Smiley and Fingus and everybody's garden who's on the panel. It's been nice seeing even like Boom with his new light. He got the HLG that he won. He's got it up and it's just, yeah, man, this community is awesome. awesome, man. I see the same names literally like every single night. So like I'm shouting the people out when when uh. Tonight was a great episode. Pop Brothers at Law. I literally used the "Am I being detained?" or "Am I free to go?" and it was like kryptonite to a cop the other day. Like he was questioning me, and I didn't remember. Like I should have just said, like, I didn't get pulled over. I was like at a hike, and my car was parked in a spot that people don't typically park. And somebody called. They thought like there was an issue because I hate to say this, but like somebody recently was killed on a hiking trail in one of the cities that I was hiking in. So they saw my car parked there for like a few hours, and they thought maybe something was wrong. So he was like coming up, checking on what's going on. But like, I had a special needs kid in the car with me because I work with special needs kids. So, and we were trying to like get the fuck home. Like I was five minutes before the end of my shift. He was trying to ask me all these questions. And finally I was just like, am I being detained or am I free to go? And he's like, you're free to go. And he kept trying to ask me questions. And I was like, respectfully, sir, I got to go. Rolled up my window and fucking rolled That's off. That's awesome. That, that, that worked and it, and it didn't have It was like awesome. fucking snap my fingers, like, White, uh, yeah, it was the cleanest getaway possible. Like, ugh, save my ass. Their advertisements for the Brothers all the time. 
athlete. It's like, you know, you're right. You know, and so they don't want, you know, what, what cop wants to fill out that kind of paperwork, really? Exactly. And like, I don't he know. He was surprised. I, I, go ahead, he, was, he was surprised. I remembered the lab, the ladder dabs. You guys remember the ladder dabs he used to do back when it first started? He'd come on for them 15 seconds and fucking hit that dab real quick and fucking blow it out and give you a fucking daily tip for the day and shit. Uh-huh. Every day at like 5 o'clock and shit. <laughs> He's like, you remember that? That was a long time ago. I said, hell yeah, I remember that shit. Dude, He's they're a epic. Guy, man. It's funny, too. His uh, nephew or whatever uh, like runs the West Coast Cure, and I that's some of my favorite concentrate. My wife gets it at work for like 20% off, and we had their blood orange, their grape pie, some of the other stuff, and it's actually legit. I haven't, they actually even have like pre-roll packs that are decent. Um, so I, I can't really uh, say anything bad about them. Like they've really been in it for a while and they seem to know what they're doing. And I didn't realize how many years he was, had been a lawyer and his brother, like it makes me feel better. Like, honestly, if I ever got into some shit, they would be the ones representing me here in California, whatever it costs. I mean, it's worth it to have somebody that you could be real with who actually knows their shit. And uh, for the most part, hopefully you don't even ever need them. You know, like they, their script can help people avoid ever having to go further law enforcement yeah that was badass when he said that dude ran, ran the script and drove away with fucking 10 pounds in the back dude you know how bad you you know how bad he was sweating when he got pulled over like oh fuck 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 what's that script again fuck fuck <laughs> i don't know if he said it on the show but i have it memorized it's when they pull you over you say first why did you pull me over politely you ask, or why did you stop me? And then when they start asking you questions, you politely say, I'm not discussing my day. They keep asking you questions. You say, am I being detained or am I free to go? And if you're detained, you say, I invoke my Fifth Amendment right and you shut the fuck up. The other thing is, you always say, I do not consent to search if asked. So those things can actually like really, really, even if they search your car and find shit, when it gets to court, they can get it thrown out because oftentimes they violate their rights because the police just want to bust you and they'll break whatever law or precaution and sometimes a good lawyer will get that shit thrown out and i've seen it happen so do your best to not let their they'll try and get you heated and say shit oh i smell this or whatever this and that you just got to know your rights exactly and it and it feels like they're one of us you know what i mean they're they're normal people and, and that that's what makes it so easy to listen to what they're saying you know they, they know what they're talking about. They're cool as fuck when they talk, you know. I, I've, I've been around lawyers that don't have the same energy. And, you know, you don't want to talk to those people. And, and that's the problem. But with these guys, you know, it's like t- talking to your b- bigger brother about being in trouble. You know what I mean? I got it. I'm not trying to like downplay the other attorney who's been on because I really respect the uh, Michigan attorney or lawyer who came on and, and shed some knowledge. But could there have been a better attorney the shut the fuck up fridays people come on fucking talking shit with eagle i mean how fucking perfect is that like it was a match made in heaven i was like grinning from ear to ear like i am right now it's like holy shit this is like literally like when they probably got that message from you in the dm like hey will you do my show fucking talking shit with eagle he's probably (laughs) like hell fucking yeah i will like oh man 
it's just great, man. Great work, Eagle. Oh yeah, man, I appreciate that, man. You know, it's it, still as much fun for me to do this as it was the fucking first few episodes, man. I really enjoy, you know, hanging out, meeting new people. It's just as I'm just as fired out as fired up as he is, you know. 25 years into the game of fucking protecting people. You know, I was, it was funny to see, you know, too, because I knew he was a dabber. And, you know, I remember the ladder dabs and stuff. And sitting there, I'm talking to him pre show, and I'm like, you know, <laughs> I said, uh, you know, I'm, I go over the normal spiel that I go over. I'm like, well, this is, you know, I do encourage smoking on the show just in case you at any point you'd like to. And I can kind of, I thought I heard a torch. And as soon as I say that, he all like <laughs> drops one in there and he's like, oh, I'm ready, man. <laughs> yeah. I was like, hell yeah, this is going to be. And then it, it was between that and seeing the bag in the background. I was like, soon as he popped in, because I was a little bit nervous, man. A fucking lawyer, man. You know, before the show. And uh, so he, I'm sitting there. Um, he pops on, and I see the heavy bag. And there's just something about seeing the heavy bag in the background. And same thing with Jodry. Uh, fucking, I was nervous between before both of those. And when the camera comes in, and it kind of fades out and focuses a little bit you see that heavy bag you're like I'm with my own here I'm good yeah. <laughs> you knew everything was good I'm, right I there. fucking totally got this shit yeah for sure man for sure I even said something I said you know I didn't even have mine in the shot tonight but I winged it over I'm like but mine's right there he all smiled he's like hell yeah at least a little bit every day I'm like yeah that's cool as fuck right there so yeah, I know this man. You're both human, man, and uh, sometimes you just gotta fucking take out a little. Uh, I don't know if everybody does that same feels the same way, but when you can relate to somebody in that way, you realize like you both have that that thing. And even though he's a lawyer, he also loves fucking smoking. I've seen him smoke big fat cannons. That dude smokes lots of joints. Like they smoke joints in public. He's the one who made me realize you can smoke in public in California. It's legal. Like it's actually legal now, as long as you're not too close to a school. Or in a no smoking area, and like I'm a medical patient, uh, I carry my card. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. I was happy that he took down, and you realized that he and you share probably more than uh, you thought before the show, and probably many people. I haven't actually watched them on like long form. I know they do a lot of shows and stuff, so he's probably told some of that stuff elsewhere, maybe. But that was the first time for me learning a lot about him. So. Bless this show for that, man. I have learned so much about so many people. 266, really like 500 with the rabbit holes, like you said, in less than a year. Like, Jesus, man. Everybody's posting their little year-end thing. Like, the thing that blew me away was like minutes watched. Yours was so much bigger than everybody's because no one puts out half the content that you're putting out. And everyone here is diehard. They stay for the fucking whole show if they can, or they go back and watch it. So, yep. It was uh, well-earned, well-deserved, and the whole community was part of it. Like, they were there putting in those hours. So, cheers to everyone in chat. I'm smoking on some. This is, uh, speaking of it, this is perfect uh, for the Pop Brothers at Law. This is called you guys. Farmer and the Felon. This is this uh, brand that that's they awesome. support. 
they support the last prisoner project with every purchase they and they also hire ex uh, cannabis felons to work at their farms so gelinade it's actually the first gelinade i've had that i liked and it was before i realized it was like a cool brand <laughs> so shout out to my buddy who gifted it to me appreciate those kind words jack but you know cheers to you guys this shit you know 266 days cheers to you cheers to smiley especially Cheers to you, Jack, for kicking me in the ass and teaching me shit in the beginning. You know, cheers to Bingus. Cheers to everybody in chat, because this shit wouldn't fucking happen every day without, you know, everybody showing up and making this happen, and, you know, especially these rabbit holes. There's no way I could fucking sing and dance for fucking hours on end by myself and do this fucking shit night after night. It takes you all of you guys, man, to keep this shit moving, man. It's... There's no, it ain't no, in no way just me doing, pushing this thing forward anymore. It's all of us wanting to keep this dream alive. So thank everybody involved here, man. And thank you for keeping it pure. You guys. Like I will say the pop brothers at law, I like that he was talking about, they're getting all these like things for sponsorship and not even realizing he was like an influencer and like people were trying to get him to advertise on their page or whatever. And he realized what it was and he like cut that shit out. Cause he's like, Hey, I'm a lawyer. I make the money elsewhere. This page is about helping people stay out of prison and like informing the people. Like I'm not here just to hawk product. And that's how I feel about your show and not against other people commercializing or whatever. But I will say some of the pureness of this show, I think is that it, you're not selling anything. You're not pushing membership. It's not about check out. You hardly ever like it when we tell people to fucking like the video or like subscribe. Like I've never even heard you say that. So uh, it's one of those things. You're clearly just here because you like being like part of this community and meeting the no, people I, and I don't like saying people. It. No, I know you don't like saying it, but I'm just saying you uh, are here for the right reasons, and it's it's very obvious to me. You're not here for any other ulterior motives, which is a. Uh, it comes across like anybody who has a good sense of character. And that's why I think this community is so enjoyable. It's a lot of people that realize like this is good people. Yeah. You attract the, the type that of person within this check, community. Uh, I was going to say tonight, you guys can sign up to our Patreon account. <laughs> <laughs> Do I get a sticker in the chat? Oh yeah. Special ones. Special you guys give actual stickers and they're five. free. No. They come to your house. You guys send stickers and, and seeds. This show's given away probably as many seeds as Percy's Grow Room, and they're they're like sponsored by fucking like seed banks, I think. Like you you've just given away seeds that you've like lined up and shit and had people come on. They're like, Hey, I'm gonna give away fucking Tommy last week. That dude was giving away seeds left and right. I've given away a few packs on here. I think Tommy might have gotten a pack that I gave away. Somebody did recently. So Cheers to all that. I'm I'm real stony off this gelinade. It tastes delicious, but awesome, man. It does, uh, everybody going around make it happen though. Absolutely. The fact that you engage the chat room is uh, what really gets things going. And the fact that you interview everybody, right? Anybody. You know, it's not just top supposedly names or what have you. That's why uh, I keep coming back because you, you, when you do that, you make other people feel important, All right. That's why you end up having 50 to 7,500 people in your chat room 
because really they're here because where else do we have to go nowadays? I mean, I'm, not that this is, you know, like a last place to land. It's one of the first places I check, primarily because it makes me feel good. You know, it's not just about, you know, a bunch of guys glad patting each other on the back on the panel, right? It's engaging the chat room, listening to what they have to say. And uh, that's what keeps people coming back consistently. It's what keeps me coming back. And I don't hang out at these places. I just don't do it. So, uh, great job, man. I mean, you know, I'm not trying to blow smoke up your ass. It's just evident. It's obvious. I love watching him squirm over there as we blow smoke up his ass a little bit. <laughs> dying for something. <laughs> we love you, Eagle. We love you. <laughs> You're going to have to accept it all, man. I will say just, you know, no one's too big or too small, and that's something that makes this show really great. You've had literally anyone and everyone. They garden and they love cannabis and they have the same passion. You're like, come on the show. I'll talk to you. It could be 30 minutes. It could be an hour. It could be five hours or eight fucking hours with Rasta Bob. That's, that was some, uh, it's been some Always great, great time. shows. Yep. We're just saying, keep up the good work, Eagle. Get to that thousand, like you told us. You're not at a thousand yet. Come on, really? <laughs> yeah, what's taking you so long? I think you know. I think that's why I don't do the rabbit holes uh, as you know a separate episode. I think I'm trying to hold myself back. <laughs> I don't want a thousand to come as that fast. It's everything I could do to slow it down. At the rate you're doing these 24-hour shows, shit, you're going to start doing three a day, I think. He's going to have a morning rabbit hole, fucking regular show with a guest, and then evening rabbit hole. Like, it's just one's going to fade into the other. Yeah, like man. That's kind of how it became for a little while. I'm actually happy you're giving yourself, cutting it at 420, and uh, hopefully getting some sleep and work done in the garden and all that good stuff. How's the garden looking? Shit, I'm secretly worried. No, I was actually going to duck out tonight. Then you guys started all this shit. Now I feel guilty about wanting to check out for a few minutes. <laughs> Go fucking get to work. Fucking start. You're like, hey, I don't want to talk to you guys. Thought you were going to hit What do you have to do? Tell us about that. It's a good topic. Hey, you got shit to do in the garden. What, what's going on? What's the to keep a garden like that going? is a lot of work. Oh, so what's next on the chopping block? Well, I need to uh, get over in that corner. There's a corner up over here. Back, back, back over, back over there. Oh, shit, I'm gone too far. Well, I want to get in. Where the hole? Oh, I'm way over there. Okay, right about there. Nope. Damn. Anyways, back over there. There's an area behind the LED tents. There's a whole set of tents back there and then there's a dead space like a six by four dead space in that corner where i have like a table and some other shit some filters and blah 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 that shit needs to come out of there and it's like i have been putting that off for so long because that kid that has actually came here and that's been that fucking that get up has been there for five fucking years. And I know what's in there. It's like when I moved here, before I moved here, I my shop had, man, I, I, at one point I lived in Flint. 
and like that mentality is somebody wanting to steal shit carried over into the country. So when I moved out into the country, I actually built uh, I built four are uh, they're four foot wide by twelve foot long tables. And all my tools would put in there, and I would actually set it up to where I dropped steel bars through the doors, through eye hooks, with locks, tops, and bottoms. You were not getting into these things. And you could fucking, actually, they were on big old casters, and I could roll them outside and fucking work outside in the sunlight when I wanted to, if we all, weather permitting. And beauty of being a you know, trim carpenter, you know, building your own shit at home. But, uh, so when it came time to move, I ended up cutting one of them down and it's had drawers on both sides. And what's in that is like every little odds and ends of like, oh, there's like so much, they're like the little treasures you go, I'm going to use that someday, but I don't want to throw that away. There's like fucking four by drawer. four tables sitting in there. Three drawers, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Three drawers deep on each side. I mean, it's fucking 42 inches tall. I mean, it's just, it's a nightmare. I have put it off, fucking moving, even cracking it open. Some of that shit I haven't even seen in five years. There's fucking all kinds of doodads. And so when I crack that open, it's like, what? it's going to be one of them things where it's like, what do I fucking do with this now? it's going to be like six hours of just laying everything out going, what the fuck am I going to do with all this shit, man? (laughs) So, yeah, that's, I need to get in there and start pulling that apart. And I can't even, the way the tents are, I can't even fucking uh, get in there correctly. It's pretty much locked in there. So basically I got to strip out the first three drawers and then pull the top off and fucking start getting in the other side from the top. I'm actually probably going to fucking just disassemble the fucker as I get in there. <laughs> just sounds off, start saws on the bitch part, carrying out hunks and drawers. It's, it's plus then again, there's three tents that have to be cleaned so they can all juggle and move four feet to the right. So I can straighten this uh led tent out and make this a perfect u almost of uh shit it'll almost be a 360 grow at that point i'll just be sitting in the middle of it after uh all that's said and done king of the tent <laughs> but, uh, yeah but that's that's what needs to be done you described a couple better of than my house per- perfectly <laughs> So at least it's not garden work. Really, said than done, right? Like, it sounds more like uh, you know shit that could be left there for another day. I don't mean to make you procrastinate. Another five years. <laughs> There's a book you should. I, I don't know if it's on Audible, oh, but no. I haven't even read it. But it's called "Swallow the Toad" or "Eat the Frog" or something like that. And it says you just got to do the shit you least want to do first. Yep. Once you get that out of the way, like the very first thing in the day, don't do it tonight. Fucking. Do it some morning where you've got a lot of energy and you're like, you don't have a lot of other shit to do. You wake up and you're like, ah, I guess I could do it today. You know, fucking just bang it out first thing in the morning. That's what I do. I do. Seriously, that is a big uh, plus, Jack. I have a, I hit it, punch list, basically the worst thing first. And I get into it when I'm half groggy, just starting my coffee. So I don't think too much about it. And by the time I wake up, I'm halfway doing it, so. 
can skip this out of the fucking way. Like, I guess it's not so bad. I started it. Now I'm fucking here. So starting, it's the worst fucking part. I swear, I always think it's going to take, except for Hash. I always think Hash is going to take shorter. <laughs> and then I'm fucking there for eight and a half hours. And I'm like, eh, I guess this, I'm like, Eagle, I'll pick this up tomorrow. <laughs> but Fuck those they make my excuses too hard to come up with. <laughs> <You're too laughs> yeah. Oh man. Pot does have that being said, I'm gonna fucking take a dab and get to work before you guys completely talk me out of it. <laughs> Jack's all like, you sit here and just dab all day long, can't you? Shit, that rich. you got that email, it's all still hot. <laughs> what temperature yeah. how, like, how hot are you going? Night long. How hot is it though? You said you were up in the five hundred. Yeah, right now. now. Yup, I I took it down as low as four twenty by your guys' suggestion there, and it was more flavorful. But you know, maybe I need to dial it back down on the. That's another thing I wanted to ask you about when you came in. Now, damn it, you sucked me right back in, Jay. <laughs> Fucking, uh, <laughs> I was down to four twenty, but on the bigger rig, it seemed like it was like uh, too long of a dab. You know what I mean? It was more flavorful, but it was like fucking just, you know what I mean? It was just like there. <laughs> so I've kind of come up with the, the a concept of te- heating it up a little bit and making it a little bit of a faster process. I was still trying to get, it's up to 511 now. So basically, bad. you know, uh, it's still, I think, very flavorful, but it's a uh, quicker of a dab. I'm not going in multiple times. I think it's more of a concentrate is what I think. And then I kind of got, uh, and this is my question for you. Do you, are you big, big rig or little rig? Is that your suggestion for dabs? Because, you know, when I bought this one here, I went a taller and I thought, you know, my, my idea behind this was like more filter, more filtration, you know, a smoother dab. And what the, again, what I found out there is more air. More slurping, you know. The guy when I bought the rig was like, "Man, I suggest a littler rig," and I thought, "Well, it's going on an email, and I'm afraid it's going to tip." But I switched. I, you know, I just for shits and giggles, I switched yesterday, and this little guy here is like, "This is it. I think this is the method here. Less air, just that quick, nothing but dab, and done with it." I think. I That's kind of that how the puffco is. is. And I think this is 400, 450, 500, or 550. And I've done 550, and it's, like, great. I mean, all those temperatures are fine. So I think as long as you're under, like, 700, I think 700 and up is where it actually gets, like, dangerous. Like you're talking about on, on the bong, you're seeing the shit, like, form, like, a hard glass and shit. Like the nail getting charred and stuff. A lot of that stuff is only happening at higher temperatures, hitting too hot or too soon, like when you're heating up with a torch. That's what uh, something like this, where it's electronic or um, an email, as long as you know your temperature, I think that's just a probably safer way to consume it as a medicine. It is vaporization. I don't even think you're smoking it. I think it is being vaporized when you're hitting it off a nail. Sun groans got me cracking up. I knew you couldn't give up them dab rigs. My plan is complete. Excellent. Excellent. I can hear it in Mr. Burns' voice, too. He's got his <laughs> fingers like this. For my flower, you know, I do like uh, what you're talking about, where you get the most flavor, because this is a big-ass bong, and this whip is like, it's not the longest thing in the whole world, but 
yeah. when I vaporize the flower, I get crazy flavor, but you're seeing like, I'm not getting like bong hit tokes when I'm exhaling. It's like, you can see the vapor. I'm getting a decent toke, but if I combusted it, you're going to see a lot more of a cloud, uh, but you're going to get less flavor. So it's just, mm-hmm. uh, one of those things. There's a trade-off. So I guess I will, since I'm down to the lo- the smaller rig again, I think, uh, I will try dialing it back down because, like I said, that'll probably, you know, I, I'll give it a shot. I'm, you know, I'm not closed minded. I try to, you know, be open to minded to trying new things and, you know, taking in new ideas. I'm not different, set in my ways 100%. Different concentrations <laughs> work better at different temperatures, though. I'll say that. I've noticed some stuff melts better at like lower temps and some stuff melts better at higher temps or like you're getting a better vapor off of it at like a 500 than a 450 or 420. Like 420 might taste amazing, but you're getting really like not the most sad. Like I like to have a big puff. Like I, I'm a bong toker and like a big bong rip is like the most satisfying thing for me. So like a dab or even like a puffco, like on a hotter setting, uh, I want it to feel like I'm getting that hit, you know, like there's something about the... Uh, process that's satisfying to like take a big rip um so even if it might be a little flavor more flavorful at lower temperature i'm kind of with you on even or maybe puffing it less like if i can do it three puffs on a tasty lower temp or like one puff on a higher temperature or maybe two then i'll go to higher temperature so i don't have to keep on puffing and puffing i like big puffs i cannot lie what kind of rig you got, Ali? Um, I just got old fashioned. Oh, that's pretty. It's like a recycler kind of yeah, smaller, smaller, smaller end. Well. That's that's like a, I would say a fairly modern dab rig. You can get those fairly priced now. China yeah. makes like good recyclers and stuff. And uh, I don't know. I don't want to like downplay if you pay good money for it because that looks like a beautiful piece. But yeah, they're getting much more one. affordable. Now, yeah, but uh, it's just a little one. I used to have a Puffco for for a while, but I just kept breaking it, and it's hard to find like true uh, the true adapters for it. You know, I just I had a hard time with it, but I absolutely loved it when I did have it. I'm thinking about guess, getting the newer one as well. I guess there's fake ones out there. I bought directly from them, and I have an atomizer from them directly. If I keep here, yeah. I've got it in a little box. It came with a backup like bucket. So we swapped out the bucket and I'm just soaking it in alcohol and I'll dump that in when I make RSO. But um, they've updated the atomizer to like a fourth generation, like the first, second and third generations. It would like leak over the top and then burn out a lot quicker. And All I guess right. the newer ones are getting better each time. So I don't know. They're only 40 bucks if it does break. And I've had mine for two or three months and haven't broke it yet. And we've been daily dabbing, my wife and I. So well, if, if both of you are able to dab on it, then yeah, that's definitely a go-to because I was burning that thing out like quick and then going to the smoke shop and getting, you know, their so-called Puffco automizer, but you know, that's an off-brand one they got and it just kept breaking and it got to the point where the amount of money I spent on them was almost the amount that I paid for it, you know? Even spending forty dollars, I hate to say it, like getting that atomizer, we could have gotten an extra gram of medicine, like a concentrate, yeah. you know. So it's um, it is definitely like hard for a lot of people to swallow that, especially as like medical patients. You don't want to spend money additionally on like your medical device or your dab rig. Like a trusty 
you could probably get like a ceramic or like like eagles um what's it called the little dab straw that's like with silicone and like metal you're never going to break that thing it's trusty like you'll always be able to get a dab off that no matter what happens you'll have that as a backup but i think there's something nice about having water as a filter in there and uh i don't know gotta love a good dab even though like Like, there's a serious (laughs) some strong flavor off those puffcos like you hit that and you you're, you're tasting everything and and I, that's what I really enjoyed about it. And the, and the water, yeah, definitely. And you could buy different interchangeable ones, you know, a couple hundred bucks. I, I had a pretty nice piece on it. I had a the little top. Yeah, I had a, a different top with double recyclers on it. And I was using that, and it was, it was wonderful, you know. I've been thinking about that. We got the handle, though, that fits on the traditional so That's like so I'm, cool. I'm actually I might get like a different color. My wife likes yellow, uh, so we might get the yellow top. But it's definitely it's like a, a coffee, nice. like it's a, it's a cappuccino. It's a dabuccino. We put it in our cup holder when we go to drive-in comedy shows. Somebody gave me oh a good advice. God. They're like, dude, get an extra large like uh, McDonald's cup and then cut off the bottom of it and then sit that in your cup holder, kind of like those that stash jars back in the day. Yeah, Ooh. okay, it was eagle. Put it right on top. Yeah. Next time we go, I was just getting ready to remind you guys about that. Somebody, it's so close to Christmas. Somebody's got to rip that idea off, man. And fucking what is it? Fucking Pupco Koozie. (laughs) 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 He fucking. (laughs) I'm telling you, that's a million dollar idea right there for somebody, man. McDonald's cup, like with you me. said, Starbucks cup, both good ideas. Anything that you would see, because like at the drive-in, like they look for alcohol and stuff, and so they might see like if you had a a rig, they might you know be questionable. But honestly, we brought it in the one time, and my wife just like had it in her purse, so it worked out. But it would be nice to just have it sitting in a cup holder, like kind of hidden in plain sight, kind of thing. Uh, it's a great concept, Eagle. So definitely gonna use it. I didn't go to the. Uh, one because my father was having medical issues during the time so it wasn't uh, appropriate to uh, go to the show on the day he had ended up passing was the last I was going to go see Bert Kreischer um, he performed locally to me but uh, it is what it is you know sometimes you just can't make it to some shows you know yeah absolutely sorry again Jay it's okay, man. You know, I, you lost your dad earlier this year, and that was the one show you didn't make it to, and Smiley stepped up. So, again, cheers to Smiley for being just an amazing person throughout this whole year. With the organics takeover becoming, like, a more regular thing with awesome guests, but also for stepping in there when Eagle needed you on uh, that day and many others because uh, you're a great dude, Smiley, and I appreciate having known you. I love our DM conversations after the show. You always make me think more deeply about our conversations on – a show that I feel like we go pretty deep on stuff. And I appreciate that you're the type of person who likes to dive into the real rabbit holes of like the educational stuff of organics or whatever it is, cultivation related. So, yeah, it's fun, man. Just learning. Yeah, it's been seven years since I lost my dad. So, actually, I, well, that was October 20th, was the date, two, two days before my brother's birthday. So, that's my wife's birthday Uh, and my sister's the 20th yeah 
It's strange, man. I don't know. I, I like. I'm starting to believe more that the fucking world's a simulation. Like all these numbers are like little Easter eggs. Like you meet these people that are like born in the same years and like on the same dates. And like my brother's best friend was born on the same day as my wife and like my sister. So it's like I don't know. This weird coincidences sometimes in life it makes you wonder. Like, could this all just be a crazy ass simulation? I think so. I'm believing it more and more. Uh, the foraging gardener in chat said that's his birthday. That's that's wild. If there's 23 people in a room, there's a 50% chance. And this is like a weird mathematical thing. But once there's 23 or more people, there's a 50% chance somebody shares a birthday. You would think that there have to be 180. That's what I thought. But it's some weird probability thing. Yeah, it is. It's weird too, man. Uh, I was filling out an application. It was the last last job I had, actually, that I... But uh, so I was closing down my shop, going through divorce and filling out this application for a sales job I didn't want. And it didn't even hit me that it was uh, it was the October 20th date. Like, I did, you know, what I mean, like it wasn't even in my mind. There's just so many other things going on. And then I'm filling out this freaking application and I had to write the date down. And that's when it hit me like, holy shit, you know, like that, that was like a year ago or whatever. Like, you know, so, yeah, it was pretty wild. It's crazy, but, like the. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was gonna say the week before my dad passed, I was like pretty medicated, just on cannabis. But it was late at night. Probably had been listening to the Eagle or whatever. I went to the bathroom to go, you know, use the bathroom, peeing, standing up. And I was staring at the wall, and the lights were off in the dark or whatever. I didn't like want to blast myself. The light in that bathroom's pretty fucking bright, so I like use my phone sometimes to go or whatever. But I'm looking up at the wall. I don't know if you ever like stood up too fast and like your vision goes like kind of black and white. Yeah. I kind of had that experience, but I was looking at the wall and I saw a bunch of like zeros and ones, kind of like the fucking matrix. Like that was like the code of that fucking wall, like scripted right in front of me and like all code. I've learned a little bit about like, I'm not proficient in code, but binary code is a bunch of zeros and ones and all the other codes like Python, C++, they work with things that work down eventually to zeros and ones. That's how computers all talk to each other. And I was sitting there just thinking like, when I was younger, I used to play this game called The Sims and you'd like watch these people do trivial shit. (laughs) One of the things would be like, they'd go to the bathroom and be like, oh, they're fucking taking a pee. And I was standing there taking a piss as I'm looking up (laughs) at the wall, seeing a bunch of like zeros and ones thinking like, God damn, like what if my life really was a simulation? And like, what if that wall is just like coded into like this matrix and like, my buddy sent me this video that was like literally a matrix coding, but it was instead of zeros and ones, it had like A, B's and C's and shit all over. Like it was a kind of like a Snapchat filter that like covered the whole entire room slowly with like matrix shit. And I was like, it was the day after it was on if you high the account. And he sent it to me uh, the day after him and I had that conversation where I shared the story I just shared with you and they posted it like 12 hours later. And I just wonder, you know, it was like the first time I'd seen that video and he DM'd it to me the next day. He's like, dude, I just saw this. Holy shit. It's like one of those weird, real so, weird coincidences. Two minutes to I think you're right on. Damn, you guys are just sucking me right into the rabbit hole tonight. <laughs> I think you're really right on that, Jack. I've thought that I've thought that shit for a very long time. And I actually think we are not in the matrix. I and this is my real I start to wonder there for a long time, and I still really really fucking wonder if because i'm i'm a big uh, person that believes in manifestation and that is you know very possible 
if we're living in a matrix or a digital age, you know, that would explain how we could manifest things are, you know, our past 100%. So whatever, that was one aspect I had, but then I started thinking about it long ago. I mean, way before, you know, Facebook mm. and heavy into it, I noticed the, the credit cards were keeping it, uh, tabs on us that all went into an annex file. Every, they they kept a file on us long long ago. Had basically uh, <clears throat> a good idea how many people were in your house, how much money, what you like to spend, and they sold that from company to company a long time ago. And that struck a fucking chord with me. And I thought, well, fuck. At that point, well, I'm data. I'm data. And it, and as things have progressed. Think about it. You know, everything we do, it isn't necessarily what the fuck we're doing. It's the information that they're collecting on us and selling from one another. So what I'm kind of putting together here is I don't necessarily think we're the matrix. I think because of the data, we're programming the matrix. We're the fucking phase and it's helped pushing together the AI yeah, all this information that's being collected on us is all being fed into, you know, AI.10 and what will be in the matrix. You know what I mean? Us becoming the singularity, getting our chips and being, you know, all part of it in the physical aspect of it. We're not the matrix yet. We're fucking, we're, we're the precursor to it. We're the ones building it. You mentioned yeah. all the fucked up that's... shit that Siri's been asked. <gasps> if that's what's building yeah. the database, I don't know, man. That's Did you scary. see that thing about Siri the other day? Uh, I seen somebody. What was it? Uh, did Did you see it though? It was somebody asked Siri basically what her mission was, and it, it and she came back and said <laughs> basically to tear down everybody's privacy and blah, blah, blah. It was a fucking mind-bending answer. And it, was, it wasn't like rehearsed or nothing. They'd straight up asked her, what was your purpose? And it wasn't, it was, it was eerie as fuck. Hmm. So, oh. Why to take over and the world, true. Pinky, like we do every night. <laughs> <laughs> you ever watch the Pinky in the Brain? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. They also use that fucking. I I listen to We Are Creators, and uh, that's one of the taglines they tag on at the end of the world at uh, at the end of all their videos. What are you gonna do? Well, we're gonna take over the world (laughs) at the end of their videos. uh, I love that quote. That was a good show back in the day. Um, I wanted to say something to kind of go back to the simulation yeah thinking the brain but going back to the whole simulation conversation ego was just talking about how we might not be like in the matrix currently one thing i found interesting was there was a study back when world of warcraft was really popular and had like i think 10 or 11 million players and a computer virus went around and they used how that computer virus spread through that game world of warcraft and they tracked it as if it was a a pathogen or a virus and they use that data to see how a virus would spread amongst humanity. And sure enough, later on, like there's, you can like look into this paper or whatever, 
World of Warcraft virus and how it relates to human virus transmission. And it was like very similar, very predictive, like even a basic game of almost a decade ago, um, which seemed rudimentary now. Like if you look at like World of Warcraft, it doesn't look like very fancy or anything. It's just like there was a lot of people doing the same thing. It was predictive of like how we move in communities, just like kind of fascinating. Welcome in Green 13. What's up, Green? What's up, Green 13? What's up, dudes? I just took way Jeez. too fast, Dad. <laughs> it is a so me and Jack think that there's a possibility of the Matrix. Uh, I mean, who else is... Uh, what's your guys' stance? If you look at the terminology that's being used, I mean, it's programs, constructs, all right, it basically uh, relates to computer. The human instrument basically is a biological, electromagnetic biological computer. I mean, that houses a soul that gives it the energy to animate, all right? And uh, if you're an immortal soul, you're just going from avatar to avatar or to computer to computer to experience the lowest realm that there is, which is the third dimension. It's so slow of a vibrating dimension that it has to be on a timeline so that you can experience all the minute detail that you can't experience at any other dimension. It's kind of like lifting weights, I think, you know? Come down here, let's do a few sets, do a few hundred years, you know, see if I can strengthen my spirituality to rise to higher levels in the ethereal realms. Who the fuck? I, be I believe in that and the whole manifesting, like Eagle was talking about, if there's some sort of program, because I don't know what I've done. Maybe it's just like doing good consistently when I've had the opportunity. Like when the opportunity made itself, if I could do the right thing or not do the right thing, I've consistently tried to do the right thing for people for the last several years of my life. So then whenever I ask the universe, ultimate big power, God, Jah, Buddha, Allah, whatever you want to call it. Whenever I ask for something that I really, really fucking need, it seems like it comes through. It just like ends up working out some fucking way, somehow it works out for me. And it was usually, if I reflect on it, oftentimes something good I did in the past that allowed me to get that benefit in that moment where I needed it. So I do believe in like karma, but I think it might be logical as well. Like good well, people surround themselves with good people. Energy, energy flows one way. What you give is what you get back. And in some situations, you can get way more back depending on the specific, you know, how specific you are in giving. You know, I mean, how laser you are in the energetic field that you're putting forth opens up what comes back at a much greater level. So it's just, it's simple yet, fuck, come on. I mean, try to apply that thinking to the overall 8 billion people. I think, I think, you know, all the souls that are here, we're here to bring light because this is the lowest dimension, man. And now, I mean, can you imagine the first souls that were here? There weren't many of them. I doubt there was, it was pretty tough. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of, you know, there's a lot of darkness and, you know, not enough light. Now, there's 8 billion people. I notice even in the last five years, tremendous changes 
in people's attitudes, tremendous changes in their thinking. And I think it's because of the light that we bring. Not everybody gives good, but I think deep down, most everybody wants to, you know what I mean? So. It's interesting. I think like doing good offers you some like level of protection. Like you sort of like get away. Like Eagle talks about he speeds. Like some people say only break one law at a time. And he'll like be back mm-hmm. in the day like speeding, but he had a bunch of chronic on him, which could have got him in a bunch of trouble at the time. But he was a legitimate caregiver who was going to try and take care of patients. He was doing the right thing. His heart was in the right place. And for that reason, he didn't get popped. A lot of people get popped going just 85 or whatever just because they're speeding. The fact that he was speeding and he had stuff on him, he could have been doubly in trouble. But because he was doing something with good intent and his heart was there, I think that's sort of like the universe looking out because they knew like he needed to get to that place. That might be a little hippy dippy, but if it's win win, the odds go way up. If it's taking, you you may get a minimal gain right at the moment, but you're gonna pay ten times down the road and wonder why. You see. And it's, again, simple energy works very simply, but the way they control the narrative on our poor little slave asses, it's hard for many people to wrap their mind around it. I mean, you're so busy scurrying around trying to fit the narrative that they want you to believe in, whatever it is right now. It's pretty crazy right now. I think everybody would agree. Things are a little bit nuts right now, right? So how are you going to balance? How are you going to do that? If you can't, I gotta... you know. I got to ask Green 13 how he's doing because he just jumped in, but I want to drop a quote. I think it says, uh, if you take the high road or you should always take the high road, it's not particularly well-traveled. And I think it was uh, Munger quoting um, Warren Buffett. And it's it's surprising. I think a lot of people would, you, you can do well doing the right thing. And a lot of people just don't ever like think to, like not that people are often trying to do the right thing, but I think, they don't realize that there's a lot of like money to be made and good to be had by doing the right thing consistently. It'll come back around for you, not just uh, spiritually. It'll take care of you and your life and hopefully have a good career and people around you. But Green 13, welcome, brother. Hello. Hello, brother. Long time no see, man. Love, big love. Good Listen, um, on that note, though, I was walking the dog. I was walking that, the dog the other day and I was thinking to myself, all the times the universe tried to get me to comply, or that was the feeling. It was like, go to school, do good shit, do what your mom told you, you know, all the things that feel compliant. And I never did those. I kicked against all that stuff. I always rubbed the wrong way against the universe. And now I don't do that. Life is much, much easier. But it's not that I complied. I just stopped rubbing. Like the complying wasn't necessary. It wasn't a thing where it was like, like my mother said, you know, it wasn't like that. Am I lagging? No. Oh, good. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm, it's like six o'clock in the morning, so I haven't really got a completion for that. But definitely... I get what Jack's saying for sure. Like the do good things and the, like the universe, I move in the same direction as it now. I didn't used to move in the same direction as it. It was, it was a fight and now it's a dance. There it is. You're on the journey. You're on the ride, no matter what, if you want to be on it or not, 
we're all on the fucking path. Like whatever path you're on, everybody's got their own unique little journey, but you don't have a choice in the matter. Like you're going to live your life. Everybody's life's going to end at some point. You might as well enjoy it. <laughs> like you should try to enjoy it. Enjoy the people around you. Love the people around you. Like everything else is sort of, you know, semantics at the end of the day. Like what, what you do doesn't make, as long as hopefully you're doing good. Yeah. You know? Like hopefully I, I'm trying. Like that's the effort. Like I want to give out good. Yeah. And that's all we can, you know, it's like, you just got to do your best. Keep a positive attitude, even in times like this. What's uh, how's the garden doing? So You've, just... uh, I love that you stopped spraying. You got the predators going over there. Everything's looking real clean on the bottom. You've got your uh, fans figured out. Yeah, it's Smiley's fault, isn't it? Fucking Smiley Gardens. For fucking nonsense. Keep bringing these guests on and pulling my shit around. <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> Can you change your game plan all the time? Yeah. Improving. <laughs> or at least for making you a better gardener. Garden, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what did you do? Uh, I guess it's to say, yeah, it, definitely my garden's changing, Jack, a bit. Um, I've got to be careful because it can't become unproductive, but it's definitely become a little bit more like a garden, yeah. You're putting out killer stuff, man. I'm uh, happy to see that pe the people over there are blessed up with uh, some clean meds. Yeah, um, you know, it, my hashtag a lot at the moment is love what you do, and it's because I really am, you know getting great things out of the garden like great joy and and back stuff that stuff that i actually completely it helped me through a difficult period and then i was like right this eagle gardening shit's good let's fucking do this for a while and i didn't really you know just stuff like i got distracted so it's nice to be gardening again And to so be we were fair, taking you away from the garden, or did we bring you back <laughs> to the garden? You confused me a little bit there. <laughs> I, I, you, you took me away from it originally, but you didn't. I just got distracted. It was like, uh, it became a lot less, I guess, when, well, just during COVID times and during since the beginning of Eagle. I, for a minute, I focused a bit too much on look at this and not enough on let me enjoy this. Learn to feed your soul. The goddess grow. Very good. Learn to feed your soul. Own yourself and your choices. Be accountable. Be responsible. Look for the win-win. I mean, that's... I've tried it the other way. I really have. And just things didn't go well. <laughs> yeah. No, I've witnessed really, it. I mean, everybody can has a choice, right? We all get humbled at some point, I think. Yeah, you get your ass kicked eventually. <laughs> it takes that for some people. And we, when you see somebody who hasn't gotten their ass kicked, it's so apparent. Because you're like, oh, man, that guy just needs to get his ass kicked one time. Like somebody who just like doesn't respect someone. Like they're being like real ridiculous, getting in people's face, saying things they shouldn't say. And I'm like, that person's never been punched in the face before. <laughs> now, have you guys been homeless? One of the gentlemen in the thing. I was homeless for a year living out of a car and sleeping uh, in my buddy's <laughs> abandoned RV. 
Have any of you guys experienced being homeless? Just for a few days. Yes, sir, I have. Yeah. I was kicked out at uh, 16, almost 17, and three months of my life was fucking after that, was living in the car until I got a little bit of a stability where a friend, a good friend of mine, him, his family took me in and kind of helped me make sure I got through high school and then kicked us both out because we were assholes. But, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I can't thank them enough. I uh, thank them all to this day. I I still talk to him. Both his parents have passed, but uh, I hate to think of where I would have been, you know, if I would have had to keep going, you know, in that car. You know, it was some rough times, man. I, you know, yeah, being homeless is no joke, and uh, yeah, that's one of that I talk about the random acts of kindness. That's yeah. that that right there. That family, that that friend of mine was. One of the biggest random acts of kindness that sent me on a whole different path of, you know, hope, basically, knowing that, you know, somebody could make a difference and they made a huge difference. So, yeah, I, I was at one point. That's it. It seems like, you know, that the farther you pull back, there's a saying, the farther you pull back the bow, the farther the arrow will go, right? So, the, you know, Many times in those days, I think I was not too happy. I was not, I was a pretty angry person, you know, until finally I decided to let go and realize that I had to shoot for my highest good instead of playing the victim, basically, you know, crying about my situation and not, you know, feeling entitled that I need help or whatever. Nobody's helping, you know, poor me syndrome, basically. And uh, once, uh, once I became accountable, uh, things changed rather quickly, actually. So it's just, I think it has a lot to do with our thinking. So yeah, I, I, I'm very compassionate for humanity. I love humans, I do. I really do. I mean, I studied them, all the different ologies, biologies, sociology, psychology. I mean, it's all very interesting to me that we haven't really been taught how to use the body. How to open the canal gland, how to actually remember our dreams. I mean, we're only living half of our life, basically. The other half we can't make sense of. We can't really, you know, determine what's many people can't even remember their dreams, you know. But yet we spend half of our life there, basically. So I think it's quite interesting, this whole damn experience. It's fun to get up here and talk about it to the world. Can you get get that? We have people all over the world conversing about ideas that all of humanity should really be talking about. I mean, you can't go out on your front doorstep and have, what, 70 people show up to smoke with you. <laughs> you know what I mean? From all over the world. It's amazing to me. Some of that makes that- the national propaganda bullshit, you know what I mean, too, like, I don't know, just growing up like through the Cold War and all that, we were hit with a ton of propaganda about whatever. Like, we, we don't even know what Russia was about at all. You know what I'm saying? Like, we were just, it was like this total, like, imaginary thing that they told us about. You know what I mean? It was like, what the fuck? Now that you learn about people in Russia and you're like, fuck, man, they're just like us, dude. They play video games and fucking hang out and grow weed and 
I don't know. It's just funny to me because it's like a big eye opener there, right? Like it's all like, I don't know. Like once you see past propaganda, it's kind of like, holy shit, man. Like they just fucking steer all kinds of shit that way. I think Dare got all of us at some point if it was around when you were a kid or anything anti-drug. Because once you realize, like, especially for cannabis, once that veil gets lifted, it starts making you look around at shit like, wait, they're telling me this. Like, should I be a little more skeptical? I feel like the American one, uh, I haven't seen him lately. I think uh, maybe he's going after his uh, male lady that's told him he smells good. I think he said he had a little date tonight. So shout out to the American one. But uh, I love how skeptical he is of anything that comes from the government and rightfully so and he's like man it just fucked him up so much when he heard about like cannabis and he realized like one they have like patents on it for like neuroprotective and other medical properties and still they claim it's not medical blah 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 but it does make you i think most people better rational when they realize how not only harmless but beneficial cannabis is it makes you really question a lot of things coming down from the government and i think it's good to be skeptical um, of both sides Honestly, I think both parties have glaring issues and most people that open their eyes up and think critically for themselves realize it. And probably going to piss a lot of people off saying that, but um, both sides are screwing you. I think Tao says two wings of the same bird is a good way to look at it. Mm. Nice. I want to know. I want to know about those people, though. It's all about money, and I want to know about those people who just want to keep getting money. I want to know, what is it going on in your head where it's never enough? Sorry, Smiley. No, but no, you're fine, man. I was just gonna say it's it shows its face to be there when when you go to vote and you're picking the lesser of two evils. Whatever, whatever side you stood on, you were it wasn't your favorite fucking candidate. Who you're, you know, what I mean, you didn't feel like we were voting for the best person for the job, and that's what's bullshit about it. Kind of, you know, it's like I don't know. Yeah, it's it's felt like the lesser of two evils for a while. Sometimes I think even like abstaining. Personally, for me in California, California's vote goes blue, electoral college every single time. So, like, my presidential vote literally meant absolutely nothing. So, like, it was decided before I ever went to the polls, unfortunately. Like, yeah, if everybody thinks that way, whatever. But, like, California's been blue for a very long time. So, even if I wanted to vote when, red, when it wouldn't I matter. If I want to vote blue, I'll just be throwing it on the pile. I always wondered, when is someone, when am I, when's the candidate, I'm, where's my guy? You know, that's always what I wondered. Where's the person who supports my ideals? You know what's interesting? What you asked though, Green 13, those people that like really want that money, the two of the richest men in the world right now, Jeff Bezos and uh, Elon Musk, both of them, their interest is like they want to go to fucking space. Like Bezos wants to make a moon base so that they can go from the moon to Mars. But he's also saying like, eh, if you think like you want to go to Mars, go stay at the top of Mount Everest because the top of Mount Everest is like, paradise compared to what mars is like inhospitable so, yeah <laughs> yeah so it, it's uh, interesting though to me that two of the these hundred plus billionaires are both like racing to make the best rockets best spaceships and they're like musk wants to yeah wear shirts that say like colonize mars and shit and he's making badass electric vehicles and like doing his thing to like i don't know like that's what these really really I'm rich giving, guys i'm giving it to level. elon I'm not. I'm not giving it to Jeff Bezos. I will give it to Elon. Jeff is just like, oh, I'll do it too. But he's he did it before sure Elon. I will say it that the did thing it? was in really? 2000. That whatever Operation Blue, whatever the hell it's called, 
he's not as good as Elon, but they did start it earlier. But Elon's gotten like into higher orbit and has like a much better, more equipped thing. That's why NASA gave him the little launching pad and shit. So you ever it gives me very world? little hope on their outlook of a, a humanity there. When they've got all that much money and they're willing to go, I will do anything to get the fuck away from you guys. I don't care if my head explodes. I'm willing to lose my money, my power. <laughs> fucking fire up the rocket, man. I'm getting the fuck out of here. That, that scares me. That scares me. He's going to send all of his Amazon employees first and they're going to be like test monkeys getting like minimum wage plus like benefits, but they can only go one way for the first while. So <laughs> that is cracking me up, Eagle. Yeah, man. Okay. Survey the earth. We've got unlimited funds. What's the plan? We're leaving. Okay, let's go. I hate to even say his name, but when Gates, it seems to be the only one who wants to fucking stay him and Buffett, but they're, both a lot older. It does seem weird they want to go colonize Mars, though. Like, I don't think it's even necessarily possible. Like, well, have you seen it, the movie with Matt Damon? They're like growing potatoes out of shit. Well, that's <laughs> what I was gonna say. What are you gonna do? Go live in a fucking, you know what I mean, in a fucking tent like that or whatever? Or a little, you know what I'm saying? Like anything you put up there, me. have to be its own. You're always gonna be having to be inside or have fucking breathing apparatus. There's no. It's it's not, but when the Earth gets hit and humanity is extinguished, so we have the technology, I think, to terraform. Uh, Mars at one point did have an atmosphere. Uh, It was pushed out of orbit. If you look at that scar on the side of Mars, I think it kind of got moved at some point. You know, there are other planets out there that we can live on if we want the human race to to live. I mean, it might even be part of why they are trying to adopt AI with humanity so that we can actually make it the traveling time to another planet. You know, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know that uh, unless the wormhole thing is is a theory that works. It's, it's interesting. I just, if, if the government, the, those that suppress us and feed us bullshit, treat us like mushrooms, keep us in the dark and feed us bullshit, if they would just be honest and tell us what's going on. Can you imagine the contributions that humanity could actually make towards their own future? But here we are being controlled by a handful of narcissistic, self-serving, you know. It's about power. It's not about about humanity forward, though. You know what I mean? It's about maintaining. So, So then is it about money? Is power money? Is that what they're looking for? It's always been about the gold. I mean, if you look at ancient history, it's always been about the gold. So what, where is the gold? That's a good question. Why why, why can't we mine the gold that's in the Grand Canyon? Which is One thing I wanted to say about Mars before we go on to gold is Hawaii is fucking beautiful. Oh, I love Hawaii. I've been there a few times. Okay? But I wouldn't want to live in Hawaii because no. when you live in Hawaii... Everything has to be shipped there. There's a lot of inconveniences. Hawaii is beautiful and amazing. Love Comparing it. that to Mars, like early, like in our lifetimes, you're going to be like one of the early adopters. You're going to be living there, having to get shit shipped to you all the time. It's not going to be Hawaii. It's oh. going to be fucking Mars. So yeah. like, personally, I don't think I'm going to be an early adopter on getting to another planet. Well, but I think it is interesting uh, that those guys what if, are. What if, what if, 
Uh, well, we got, looks like uh, there's no way to push this block that's coming at us. It's going to be here in the next 20 years based on our calculations. We're going to have to get the hell off this rock or perish. You see, that's my point. You know, I mean, we're traveling. They predicted those, though. They have, like, good enough telescopes here that they know for the next 20 plus years if something's going to be with Jack, we almost got hit, like, two weeks ago by an asteroid that just was, like, it was fucking close, like, two weeks ago. They didn't even know it was coming. Or at least they didn't say nothing until it passed, and it was fucking How much do you research? Close enough to see it with the fucking... There's, there's centers down here, like University of San Diego. They have multi-million dollar satellites, and they've been tracking all of that shit. They know a 2,000-mile miss is a big enough miss, and they know it's not going to hit us, or it's going to hit some other shit that they see coming. Like That stuff's pretty plotted out. I'm more worried about a volcano That's fucking blowing up underneath us. Like Yellowstone. 200 miles in my book is plus or minus, man. That's a breeze. That's a space breeze pushing that out of fucking control. You know I don't what know I mean? It was, was it 200? It was two hundred. It was two hundred. You're right. It was that close. Yeah, yeah. We're but, definitely uh, rabbit hole free falling tonight, folks. <laughs> so I wanted to jump in about uh, to Smiley there. You know, you said that you know who would want to go, you know, to Mars. There, you, you couldn't leave out to go outside, and when you do, you have to breathe in a pack. It sounded like you just recruited, like. A whole bunch of regrowers <laughs> and next gens. It's <laughs> oh, like what? Hell yeah! Hi, Morris, let's go, man. <laughs> all the time in the garden. <laughs> you guys are gonna ship stuff to me. What he was saying? You guys it, paying for the power? What he was saying? It, I was thinking. <laughs> I can get a joint though, yeah? That's all I was thinking. Okay, stay indoors, but I can get a joint, yeah? You know why you smoke shit inside when they got to recirculate the air and create it? You ain't smoking dick up on Mars. That in, oh, that's bull. We're growing. Oh, We're growing in there. Yeah. They need that CO2. Otherwise, otherwise we got to produce it somehow. Fuck. We need to be doing everything we can in them rooms. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, carbon filters <laughs> take care of smoke pretty good. Our ship's long, right? <clears throat> Nothing happens very fast. It appears on Earth. <laughs> the, the what thing, are you smoking on, Bingus? Sorry, dude, I, I'm I'm loving this blue mile that I made. I'm just the strain that I my favorite right now. You know, always your new strain is your favorite, but this shit is just kicking my ass, and I'm loving it. So yeah. Called Blue Miles Cross of Blue Diesel and Eight Mile High. Good shit. I was going to say the thing about Mars that I don't understand is the radiation that our atmosphere protects us from. They don't really have a way to protect it on Mars, from what I understand. You know, we'll just fly some satellites out there as sunscreen, bro. Yeah, no shit. You, you honestly, there's some yeah. solar powered shit that's like they use like satellites that are solar powered. I, I would bet you they could figure out some sort of way to like have it like hover over the community, I'll only let in light like a basically a bit of giant light depth, so like you get like 12 hours of sunlight or like two hours, whatever fuck you're gonna make your daytime. Somebody figure that shit out. Yeah, we're gonna be light depth on Mars. 
<laughs> Why not, right? Yeah, they'd have to do some shit. Yeah, it'd be a whole different ball game. It's so far think away about from it. Dude, it's colder. It's way the fuck colder up there. You know what I mean? Like, somebody think how many draw growers you can draw on. Go to Mars. I'm sure of it somewhere. You know what I mean? Some scientist that wants to do mineral studies for the rest of his life, or some guy that's always knew that he could geoform a planet. I mean, it's just. I think it's inevitable. As long as we, as long as the human race is alive, we're going to keep expanding. We're not going to shrink. But again, if you look at history, it seems humanity have been here and has been here a few times. There have been some catastrophes that have kind of wiped us out in the past. So it's not really, you know, it's, there is some factual evidence that. It's not really a question of if, but more so when we get hit by another catastrophe of some type that the Earth won't be able to survive, but it'll be able to recover from, you know what I mean? So, I don't know. I mean, I'd like to see humanity survive, but what will it turn into? I mean, what kind of genetic drifting are we... I mean, what kind of vaccines are they giving us that are... I mean, it's... Who knows? That's why I'm saying we need transparency. Those that rule Earth need to let us know what the fuck's going on, guys. Hey, just dang, no, we can take it. We can handle it. Give us the truth, whatever it is. I guarantee you, most of the people are going to say, okay, what do we do? What do we do next? You know, we're going to survive, basically. That's what humans do. Dude, have you ever seen like a tornado or something or like a hurricane where people come together that don't even know each other? All right, they've never met these people and they're filling sandbags and fucking saving lives and surviving, you know? Yeah. So, who knows? Pretty interesting time, so I gotta tell you. Good rabbit hole. Tonight's been a good rabbit hole. It's been <laughs> fun. I feel like it's almost time for alien talk. Rabbit hole. We're close. We're on the we're on the cusp of it, I believe. Look, we're already Mars. <laughs> I was just gonna joke that we watch we get to Mars and like China and Russia are like already fucking there, like playing things. <laughs> Wouldn't that just fuck? Wouldn't that dude, that's probably <laughs> that's probably more truth than fiction, buddy. Dude, we talk about propaganda, and honestly, like, like Smiley was talking about with the Cold War shit, like, depending on what state you were brought up in, what era you were brought up in, like, the shit that you were taught, it stays with you. Like, the people that are anti-cannabis, they're so anti-cannabis because they got a lot of anti-cannabis propaganda that's stuck with them, and it takes a long time to undo that brainwashing. Same thing, like, Smiley, you could see how shocked he was to hear that people in Russia smoke, like, grow cannabis and play video games. Like, it is like, they're just like us, you know, they do have normal people over there just like us, but we've been taught and like depending on like i said yeah it's kind of crazy we never really know what's the full story i guess depending on where you are we watched rambo four man we fucking knew they were all like doing steroids and i don't know rocky four rocky four rocky four yeah sorry Rocky. that was actually my favorite rocky i hate to say it yeah it was the most epic training montage when like you know, Ivan Drago's got all the modern training equipment, and then fucking Rocky's like pulling logs and like doing it like old school. Rolling like, rocks. Yep. Yeah. 
Uh, running up the hill, running up them snowy hills and shit. Oh, dude, that's so that's so motivational though. When he gets to the top and he's like fucking uh, on the top. <laughs> everybody's, dude, everybody's hair was standing up on their arms. They're like, "Fuck yeah, I can fucking run a mile too." <laughs> it's like primal though. That's called a power pose. And I did. There's a psychological study that if people went into a, a interview and did like a power pose, whether it was like uh, Wonder Woman where they put like their hands on their hips in the bathroom for like five minutes before, or, like um, they had another one where they like had one arm up like that, kind of like Superman pose. And then the other one was just two hands up over your head, like celebrating like victory. If you did that before you went into an interview, they would blank out all the audio and just make the people watch the video uh, and evaluate like who did better. The people who did the power pose or just sat in a chair for like five minutes before the interview. And the people who did the power poses were like way more confident, comfortable. Like even when they revealed the audio, they like crushed it versus the people that were like sitting stagnant, waiting. They're just like a little bit more shy and like t- took a little longer to open up. And I think there is something to like, you know, putting those arms up in the air, like it makes you feel that sense of accomplishment. Like after you run up the stairs or up that hill or whatever, it's like, I don't know, there's something cooked into our like up primal. The stairs. Like, I just go to the low. Yeah. Well, stairs is like in Rocky when he was in Philadelphia. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. And yeah. where I, I'm out oh, here in California, one of the, my college was known as like a Cal State Stairmaster because we had a giant ass stair set to get to the college. So, yeah, that's so. why they raise your hand in prize fighting. It's the same, you know, sentimental value when your hands raised. It makes you feel like you accomplished that. You did that. Like I'm the fucking winner. Like they bring that fucking hand up, and you get that belt or whatever. Exactly, and if, and, it, and I can speak from experience. It feels good as shit when they do that. You work your ass off. You train. You get in there and you take a beat and you give a beat, and then they raise your hand at the end. And yeah, that, that shit feels good. It's addicting. For sure. Definitely lifting. Literally and figuratively. Absolutely. No, I uh... even like clapping, like laughter, like all these things. Like the reason that, uh, like shitty ass. If you watch like a sitcom with no laugh track, they're not funny at all. Versus <laughs> like a comedian who's like actually getting a natural like rise out of the audience. Like the genuineness is so much more there, and like so much communication is nonverbal. Oh. And uh, there's so many other little subtle things like that. Well, kinesiology. Have you ever studied kinesiology? I went to a school with people that fucking got their degrees in it, so I benefit from them like being like, "Hey, there's this thing on your fucking body, and this is how you fix it." I'm like, yeah, that's helpful. It's you really take care of yourself. Interesting. Humans are very interesting creatures. I mean, we're uniquely each one of us are 99 percent the same, but that one percent is what really makes it unique. You know, I mean. There's so many comparisons I make when when I'm breeding cannabis, especially at the larger numbers, and the stresses that I would put on the plants to get them to express certain ways, right? Where I could test them to see if they're going in a direction that I want them to go. Then I realized that this these same techniques are being done on the human genome as well. They're stressing the shit out of this different areas to get expressions and then they put a vaccine to see how that's going to make this expression 
flourish a little better in the direction that we may want humanity to go or whatever. I mean, it's the same, it's the same stuff, you know? And uh, it makes me wonder a lot where humanity is going to end up. If we continue, where are we going to, you know, what's the, you know, what do they call it? The, what's the genome overall going to look like? <laughs> I really think we're going to move towards cyborgs, man. Like our cell phones are already one step of the way. It's got all of our information. If somebody takes away your cell phone from you, you're not going to know half your contacts, phone numbers. You might have remembered like your family members and close loved ones. Like you might not even know how to get certain places in your hometown, like certain people, like or if they move to a new city or something, they might just always rely on that GPS. So I think we're already reliant on it like that. They're doing that Neuralink thing with uh, Elon Musk. They're wiring shit into people's brains at first to like help people learn how to walk again or whatever, but it's going to advance. Even a pacemaker. A mo- Good point. No, you're right. We got contacts now, I guess, with little thingies going and the glasses where they can. It's just like, wow. Yeah. Well, they've been wanting to download consciousness too. I've been hearing talk about that where they're like, your body fails and then and they can download your consciousness and you would still, I don't know, I don't know, be conscious in a fucking computer. I, I don't know how that would exactly work, but. I got something that proves that we're already kind of cyborgs. They banned that guy from the Olympics who was a Paralympian. He had his legs were actually naturally like removed. He didn't get them cut off just to like be a better athlete, but he had artificial legs. And because artificial legs don't get tired and they have kind of a spring to it, they didn't allow him to compete in the regular Olympics. So a guy that would have been viewed as a Paralympian was now better than a normal Olympian. So a cyborg of a human in a way he was artificial and he was better than a normal human and i think that there's going to be people in the future that will literally say you know what my legs work just fine but i want the better legs <laughs> i want those robot legs you know and there's going to be people that are just going to start chopping them off and getting whatever like literally going full i wouldn't do it but i think there will be people that take it to that level in the future already people there kind of it would necessarily not robot but there's people already chopping off limbs and shit fucking noses modifying their body tattoos fucking you know what i mean mainly you know fucking modifying their body you know noses fucking injections they're fucking you see the people and goofy motherfuckers with fake muscles and put in the fake muscles and shit years later. The injections. What? Yeah. No, these are like fake they muscles. They're like sometimes. just like butt cheeks and shit. They, yeah, they're like silicon implants <laughs> they put in oh, like man. muscles. They're not even. Yeah, they're, it's. Yeah, they're we'll fake six packs. That was a thing. Like chicks' boobs, they're trying to make muscles big. Yep. Chest implants everywhere. Anything. You want an implant. <laughs> Calves. Terrible. I again. Now what is that? I mean, again, that that's there's a lot of insecurities going on in those people's heads, what you think? I mean, yeah. You almost feel bad for them, man. Somebody that is so insecure about themselves that I, and no offense to anybody if they've had any cosmetic surgery done. I'm like I understand if, if somebody you know feels right. like they needed to change their life in that way, but I just I feel sorry that they got sort of probably bullied to the point where they felt so insecure about a part of their body that they needed to get it changed to feel comfortable just living their regular life. Well, psychology is, uh, it's such a manipulative study. 
All right. And the only way they can get the information is through humans. And it's quite abusive uh, in its origins. And, uh, but it also, it, it, it's hard to base something on truth when you don't have a pure beginning. All right. When humans come in, we're immediately traumatized. So unless you kind of like have a natural birth and then you're kind of held aside and, you know, even then though, you're going to have this overall, you know, metadata that the society or the system that you're within is going to influence you, right? So psychology is just basically a scrap science of trying to figure out what trauma has done to you and how you can possibly cope with it. There's no really fixing it because it's hardwired, especially when it happens at a young age. And it just creates this huge money, <laughs> like a suction device where they just suck all your money while they sit there and, you know, for $300 an hour and listen to you tell you, tell them what happened to you when you were a kid that caused this to happen and then let them give you techniques on how to make it a little bit better, but there is no cure. And that's the whole American Medical Association. There are no cures. It's only treatments. So get your pocketbook out. You know, it's fuck. So big is. That's, that's I figured that out that there's no fucking real cure or nothing for it anymore or was. So that's why I go the tattoo guy. I just dish it all out to that cat. <laughs> get some ink out of it. It's a win-win for me. I get something out of it. I vent. Give him a fat tip for listening. <laughs> Makes you feel the pain. <laughs> enjoy the enjoy the pain like a fucking nutcase. <laughs> You're a master. <laughs> I love it. No, dude, I love. I hear you. We all find, you know, that that and that kind of takes me into another aspect of it. You know, Jack, we we're talking about. You know, you were talking about you know changing your body a little bit there. You know, it wasn't until I actually started getting well tatted or getting a, you know, I I actually feel more myself, more covered in ink now than I ever have at any point in my life. I don't know if it's because now, because of all the markings, I know now I'm more of an individual than ever. You know what I mean? I There's no mistaking me now for anybody. You know what I mean? I don't know if that's it, that I just feel my own now after all the ink but here's something you know and i didn't do it for that purpose but i know i definitely noticed that feeling after a few years you know of being covered that i had that feeling about myself and then it does you know it some it can set you aside for some people some people can scoff they don't like it or whatever but man when i do i don't regret any of it when i look at it i'm like man you know, it's, I can see a journey or whatever, but I do, man. There's times when actually, when I look back and see myself at, without the ink in you know, my younger years there, I just, I think, and I like, you don't even know who you were then. <laughs> That's the way I look at it. I do. Well, you don't I, even, I see you tattoos as like, tattoos to me are like an art. And like that's like adding like an art to your body where like somebody getting like a nose job or like breast implants or like a fake butt injection type thing 
that's like I'm really insecure about this thing so I'm gonna and some of yours I think you said were like to cover up injuries and things like that so maybe that could be construed as that but even then I see that as like an artistic take on like hey I had this bad injury and I'm gonna make something positive of it and have a cool piece of art like and again more so to your case like it is cool to think like whenever your day comes like if you were found somewhere something that like this is eagle and it's easy to fucking identify you you know <clears throat> it's, they're not gonna like need the fucking dental records or some shit like if you didn't have your wallet on you it's gonna be like all right well fucking anybody in this town who knows him is like the dude who's head, head to toe and lots of people are gonna be able to quickly recognize you so there's something powerful to that and i think it was more like a a joyous process probably for you doing the art and going through all that and getting double benefit from it having somebody cool to talk to you know what's funny is after a good tattoo with a long session you know sometimes man i'm serious like my dad when dad passed sub passed they were like immediate sittings and sometimes i'm like after it's done i'm like whoo I hope you're not going to charge me extra for that shit. (laughs) I just laid like a ton of shit on you, brother. I don't even know how you got through that, man. There's times where we took breaks and like fucking smoked and shit, man. I had to get even deeper and shit. Hold on, man. (laughs) I feel like I know that guy much more than the price of the tattoo. <laughs> I was gonna say, buddy. Buddy's not a tattoo artist. He does the tattoo for free. He's actually just the psychologist. <laughs> Pretty much, it's yeah. like a bar stool uh, psychologist. You know, my wife was a bartender, and oftentimes they had to deal with people. They're tipping, and like you know, the, the tip is more than just for the drink. It's for the emotional support sometimes. So the degree is on the wall behind you. They don't really see it until G thirteen. I'm sorry, I had to quit calling you that. I made a point not to call you that anymore, too. Green 13. Uh, <laughs> well, it's Green 13. Why not just call you Green 13? Anyways, um, damn it, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, 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 I remember, I remember, I remember. Like a good psychiatrist, too. You know, I actually fucking, I asked him one day, I said, uh, I said, you know, I bet you got the skinny on like everybody in town and shit. And rather than, you know, go, uh huh, he went, he just gave me the like, mm, the wink, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Patient confidentiality, you know what I mean? Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Cheaper than a psychiatrist, I would imagine. <laughs> I definitely don't think so, dude. <laughs> I don't know. Depends where you go, I suppose. <clears throat> G13 or Green 13. We don't got the uh, socialized uh, psychiatry. Like, you guys get, like, three free ones before, like, you just keep saying no until you find one you like and it's free or whatever over there. Over here, you pay, like, 400 bucks an hour just to see somebody one time for, like, half an hour. It's like half of its paperwork. And they could be completely not your person. Yep, which is often the case for many people. They have to go to several before they find one they like. And uh, oftentimes they'll try and force some prescription on you because they're probably sponsored by some sort of pharmaceutical, which is sad, but 
unfortunately often true. First thing I did when I got with a psychologist was get rid of all the drugs in my system, not cannabis, obviously, but anything that was uh, prescription. She didn't tell me. We just did that nod and wink thing. And I just kept dumping that shit out of my body. And it was fucking marvelous. Well, you're right, though, Jack. The pharmaceutical out there, you know, that bridge that they take them down there is vicious because it's never that one time uh, and done. It's always, let's try this one. And then the dosage for them goes up and down. And then, oh, that didn't work. And that totally has wrecked pretty much your life so far. Well, let's try something else. And then, you know what I mean? And then there's the fucking side effects to all of the above. You know, once they do find that one, then it comes with a, a medicine cabinet full of side effects. For the most case, that's why, you know, I'm super stoked that, you know, this time in our lives, this phase in humanity, that cannabis and psilocybin and maybe even, you know, with the properly uh, produced LSD, you know, that things like that could be taken care of in a proper direction without, you know, these nasty, nasty drugs that uh, have so many terrible side effects. You know, there's been cases already now with psilocybin people having their anxiety, you know, pretty much taken away in a few doses. It's not heard of one. One, one time. Was, one you know, time is very yeah. often. They look at it like, oh, that was the most memorable woman in my life. And one thing I wanted to say about the pharmaceuticals, I saw a meme or something somewhere today, and it was like a doctor, and it was like, day one of medical school. It's like rule number one. It said, uh, all treatments, no cures. And I was just like, God damn, that's like painfully true. It's like, that's all they do. It's like, they just provide treatments, never cures. And it's sadly the case for a lot of the ailments out there. Yesterday, my, uh, my puppy went to see my father-in-law. My father-in-law was dancing around this dog, being super careful. And when the dog touched him, it bruised him. Well, it's because he takes so much fucking medication for his heart problem. He's actually scared of everything. And it was, it was sad to see. It was like, that's modern medicine. He's a peach now. Fucking, he bumps into the wall and he starts bleeding internally, like, fucking vigorously, unfortunately. My uh, mom just got a new puppy. I was uh, FaceTiming with it after growing with my fellow growers tonight. She got a chocolate labradoodle. Its name is Rita. It's adorable, only three pounds. And it's like, she really needs needs a companion right now as a pet after losing her 34 year husband and this little thing couldn't have come at a better time like it is there's two other dogs in the family my brother and sister who live near her both have a one has like a I don't know what it is it's a mix of like a maybe a chocolate lab and like a German pointer or pit something and the other one has the a labradoodle but it's like a lighter color so my mom who uh, wanted a chocolate lab got the chocolate labradoodle because she wanted a smaller dog and uh I'm just really thankful that she got it the perfect time and it's like really taken well to her and the new house and everything so super grateful for good dogs i'm happy you got one too good enough or a little terror that it's probably what you need you need it in your life yeah i'm loving it i'm loving it 
Yeah, we had a Labradoodle as well when I was growing up. They're really curly dogs, and they're beautiful dogs as well. Really, they're really very smart. From yeah. what I hear. They are, and they don't shed a lot because they have the poodle in them. Yeah, they're like hypoallergenic. After they get rid of that first puppy coat, they just almost never shed. Yeah, that's really cool. My girlfriend's uh, parents breed Labradoodles. So, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. They, they uh, actually we've watched a couple of them because they uh, their original breeding pair got old and passed on and they were replacing, but they didn't they sold so many puppies in their area. They didn't want to get a dog from local, you know, to, to replace them with. So she found some here in Michigan and we watched them for a couple weeks so she could come out and get the dog or whatever. But they are, they're cool, man. They're smart. They're smart dogs. I really want one. Super smart. They got one of those toys that's like a puzzle or whatever to like make it get the treat slower. This shit figures it out so quick and just chugs all the treats in the thing. So it knows like right how to fit, like leans it on its side, like turns it just a certain way and just drops them all straight in the top, like pop, pop, pop. <laughs> like, damn, these little things are smart. Even when they're young, like they're just, especially food motivated. Like yeah. it's fascinating. I love dogs. I love that yeah. lemon hoko bread dogs. That's yeah, awesome. there's quite a few That's of the guys bread dogs, the breeders. Because then Jinx proof too, wasn't he like showing dogs and stuff? Yeah, he was. He was like a professional. They like won big, big shows and shit. And he bred, I think, a few times. Just like uh, I can't remember. I think it was like a bulldog of some type. But. Yeah, we bred yeah. cocker spaniels and um, toy poodles. My mom did when I was growing up, and didn't she won like little shows or whatever, but nothing really big. But it was definitely fun to growing up around all the dogs and stuff. No, 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 it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Eagle a unintentionally either, breeds. I got couples. I got two letters right now, as a matter of fact, Jack. Two you're letters a, right you're now. You're a puppy pollen chucker over there. <laughs> here, oh, if I had the room, I'd take some of them. <laughs> Spayed and neutered is such a thing. Yeah, you would think so. You would think you would take the, you know, just take that dog right out to the woods and be you'd be fine, but no. It just takes, it tells you, you just can't take the hole out of nowhere. You take a hole and drop it in the woods, it's still going to be a hole. It's going to find a way. I don't know. Wait till they're like (laughs) raccoon. You'd be like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) I shit you not, man. These, you know, I have three male dogs and a fucking like four, four female dogs. And these puppies look nothing like my male dogs, okay? These puppies, Coco's puppies right now, I've told you about Coco. I mean, Coco's literally this fucking big. I mean, she's damn near a teacup. Fucking, her puppies right now are bigger than her. she is. I mean, it's like, what the fuck are you feeding these things, Coco? I mean, they're, (laughs) they're, I know it's, these dogs are not mine. The markings, none of them look like her. There's not even another dog that I know of within like a half mile. So, 
The mailman I don't know. I'm just curious. Somebody got a dog. I don't know where the fuck she disappears. You know what's this is how big of a hole Coco is. By fucking Coco would does this thing like all the girls would like to like to go out in the morning, right? All, all girls go out, boys go out, right? Two different trips. Bang, bang. So Coco will like instigate it, right? She'll be like the first one to the door and get all the girls wanting to go out. And she'll see all of them are out. And then she'll let them run out. And she'll be like, nah, I'm not going. <laughs> and then she'll wait. Then she'll wait till they come back. And then she'll go off by herself and be gone for like, <laughs> she's going to the wherever her hookup is. And obviously, she don't want to share because she's not letting the other dogs know where she's going and shit. <laughs> she's got her own little trail and shit. I just... I think it's funny that uh, Coot came on your show and said about like cannabis breeding, but he used the example like you can't breed a chihuahua. Once it's a chihuahua, you're not going to turn it back into a wolf. Well, fucking eagles over here in the process of turning that chihuahua, turkey or whatever back into a wolf, letting that thing roam, get knocked up by God knows what out there. That's good. It could be. All right, guys, I'm going to go. Like a wolf. Could be a fox. Take care. Who knows? Peace out, Bingus. Bingus. Good to see you, Good bro. to see all you boys. It's... Good luck. Peace out, bro. That is Eagle, that. you're going to end up Always. with some puppies like Tanasi. Does he got puppies, Tanasi? He's got big-ass wolf Tenassi. dogs. Oh, really? Like three of them or some crazy shit. Huge, huge-ass dogs. I think they're part I'm wolf, trying, actually. I'm, like They are? Because that's like illegal so. still, ain't it? I don't know if it is in Denver or not. I, maybe they're just like real, like close on the husky line or something. But he refers to well, twenty like, dudes. Oh, yeah. cheers! Cheers! It was in everybody's head anyway. I'm just. It was, it was. Oh, this this gelato is pretty good. I'm smoking gelinade, so I think there's gelato in it. It's delicious. A fresh coast. Lost my tool. What you puffing on, Green Thirteen? I thought it was gelato, and I was like, there can't be three of us, but it's not, it's Sherbet Queen. Basically, sunset sherbet. This is gelinade. I think it's a gelato cross. I don't even know what it is. Chat, you can probably tell us. Guy walking. I went heavy on that one. 
gonna hook Smiley up with a damn ring. He needs one. He's uh, I don't need one. <coughs> oh sure, that's what I said, Smiley. Snuck <laughs> right in the back door. The organic's coming in. Dad like going that in either. over there too. <laughs> Snuck right in the back door. We're going tip for tat here, Chief. We're going tip for tat here. The organics comes in, you're getting a damn break. <laughs> back door, boys. I'll grab one. I have been meaning to get one, actually. That's been... I didn't say you had to buy one. I said we were going to get you. No fun if you get yourself one. You, you backdoored the organics over here. It's no fun now. You're going to go buy your own rig. That ain't even cool. You guys can see my backdoor. Somebody gets the wrong idea. <laughs> You Michigan boys like the back door, huh? <laughs> yeah, right? I don't know. Apparently the northern guys do. All right, boys. Uh, I got to get some rest and get ready for work tomorrow. Peace, Ali. Have a good one, Ali. Yeah, man. It's always great hanging out. I'll definitely see you guys tomorrow. Thank you, my friend. Good Thank you. you. <laughs> All right, Green. Cheers. Have a good one. Bye. Jack, peace. Oh, bro. There was your second one, Ego. There's always two. Or Jack's going to go or something. There's always two. Right? for a bit. It's nice oh, now man. I can see all four of us without having to be on speaker view because once there's like uh, four or more, I have to like swipe to see everyone. But now I can see everyone here all on one screen on the phone. Uh, <coughs> sorry guys Monday man it's a new week you gotta start it shit yeah right, right. my business doubled overnight <laughs> with a positive or I should say negative test uh, went from one to three clients again I'm gonna have the fourth client come on at the end of the week which will be like my regular COVID half load I used to have eight clients one client a day is that what you do jack or how do you work that no it's it usually is like two or three a day and i'll see some of them sometimes like in the morning and in the evening yeah i see one kid six days a week that's cool yeah so i have like two primary families and then like uh six that are like a few hours here and there and then you know just uh Thankful that my wife has had good employment. She was able to go right back to work when we got back. Plane tickets ain't cheap and not working for a few weeks at a time. But thankfully, we had a little bit of money. But it's a good time to be working again. I'll say that. I, I enjoy what I do. It doesn't feel like work. I love what I do, actually. Um, I feel like I'm genuinely helping the kids and helping the family. So it's uh, I'm excited to go back and work with all the families and feel safe. Like I'm not going to. Get any of that. I do work with some older parents, and I wouldn't want anything to happen to them like happened to my family. So I try to be safe and just wash hands and distance. And we we keep a kind of tight circle and 
I'm just uh, thankful we've been able to stay healthy, my wife and I over here, and uh, keep working. I'm just thankful for that any year, to be honest. Like, I, I don't take my job for granted. There's down economies all the time. Like, I remember the mid-2000s when the housing market crashed. That was, like, a hard time for a lot of people. So there's been a lot of hard times in recent history. It's not something uh, new, but we all just kind of put our head down. And I think if you work hard, you grind and you get through it. And uh, good people around you kind of are great examples of many ways to make it work. So... I remember the uh, housing market crash for sure. I was bad times. I did lay four people off, tell them that they fucking couldn't, they need them to come in or I didn't have no work for them. And it went right down to just me. And, yeah. so, we're about that's to see be a bunch terrible of this. I'm surprised we're not already seeing this, and I'm sure we are, but I mean, people are going to get laid off big as soon as the government takes their hand off this thing. I just can't believe what's going to happen, but it's going to happen. You're like just way behind us. We've already had it happen. Right. We still be unfortunate. We still have a furlough scheme in place for the most part. I just recommend anybody, if you can, like take some of this time to learn maybe something that could be beneficial, even if it's just something a hobby you enjoy, like. It could end up being a career down the line in some capacity. Do something you love. Like if, if there ever was a time to change into a career that you might enjoy more than the one you're currently in, if your current career put you out of work, then this might be the time to transition. A lot of people are like stuck, like waiting, like, should I go back to that old thing? And I think sometimes it is better. Like my wife transitioned. She was in a hotel, lost her job. Uh, she got it offered back and, she probably would have lost it again this time around because we got back on lockdown. I'm glad that she got into an essential business, which is cannabis, which is amazing to say in 2020. But I think everybody can kind of consider there's a lot of different levels. You don't have to be like a crazy expert. There are delivery jobs and uh, legal jobs that like you know, the Pop Brothers at Law was on earlier. I bet you he's got a lot of paralegals. They're not lawyers themselves. They file a lot of paperwork and stuff, but they get a wage. It's a stable work. You're working in a cannabis environment. You might be looking at paperwork, helping people get their cases dropped and things like that, which is cool. Like in some way, like you're actually working towards a good thing versus like being a prosecutor or something and like putting people in jail. Like there's two sides of that coin. And it's like, you could take the good side or you could take the side that's like you're ruining people's lives or like saving people's lives, you know? It's like, let's take that positive step. Yeah. And take the energy from other people who we're seeing do it. Like I've got friends who are making new things happen. I'm just loving it. Absolutely. And it's not even like, it's like, uh, this is a good time not to be that dude anymore. You know, that's, that's, I've seen lots of that stuff and we hear lots of bad news stories and miserable shit about fucking vaccine bullshit. But I'm seeing people make better lives. I really am. And see, you know, there's that meme or that whatever you call them these days where it says uh, 2020's not the year to try and get as much as you can. It's the year to realize how much you've already got or whatever words to that effect. That's damn right. You already got everything you need. You've already got everything you need. So look around. Every time you think, oh, I'm going to buy, buy, buy that. 
look around. You've already, already got it. So consumerism sucks. It's about loving what but you got. I, I totally agree with that. Yeah. You'll, I don't like lights for this room, though. <laughs> yeah. I have I have huge umbrage with the amount of shit that gets bought at this time of year for fuck all reason. Yeah, I, I don't. Scrooge don't even. I just was talking about that. We got a shit ton of them sitting around. You can hardly see the Christmas tree. They're all fucking piled around. I was like, what the hell? So I'm done. We're done shopping. I'm like, I hope so. Holy shit. <laughs> People shit on cannabis waste, but if you look at some of these toys, the way that they're packaged, the plastics and the zip ties, all the shit that they put on some of the shit, it's like, that's going to a landfill. It's like every single industry needs to get on their shit with the packaging, like getting into that biodegradable cardboard and recycled plastic if you can. When I see white cardboard, when I see white cardboard, I wonder why that's even legal. Just put it on the fucking brown. Just print what you want on the brown. Don't fucking make it white. It's true. The hemp plastic, that biodegradable plastic, for, um, that would be game changer for the hemp industry. You know, it, it needs to be adopted. I mean, it's it's a good enough product. I've seen enough of them. I've, I've held some of those packages, and some of them last a long time, but some of them biodegrade. I, I've got cups that if I composted them, they'd be composted in you know 90 days or whatever but they i've used them over and over in grow cycle and they work just fine at room temp plastics we use are made from petroleum products and we know how much they like having competition you're right i want to say shout out to fucking hp and their efforts to fucking save a buck and save a fucking tree i couldn't believe you know in some aspects i thought this shit was a little crazy but know this them fuckers shipped me a box to send my PC back, right? With all the stuff in it to safely send it back. Okay. So I packed it up and then forgot to put in the like slip that was like, what was wrong with it? So I like slit the fucking thing and I slid it in there, right? On top of everything. And then oh. retaped it up, right? Green tape. The fucking this over here, some fucking tape. I got that PC back in that very same box. <laughs> that box has seen some fucking miles, man. Back and forth across the country twice. It's like sitting in the in the kitchen, man. It's like it's almost a shame to put this box to an end. You know what I mean? To cut it up in the fucking dumpster. I feel like I need to. Smack the sticker on it and send it somewhere else and shit. Flatten it out and make it a, your first garden bed outside. The worm bin, yeah. First feeding to the worm bin. Or even like some people put it over their grass and then they'll throw a little bit of soil down on top of that. It'll like it's like a weed cover. They like stomp out anything that would grow up and kind of mess with your what you're gonna build on top of that. And then over time that gets eaten up and then you start going down into the native soil. I wonder if I could have used it for uh, what I did the other day. <clears throat> Actually, some, you know, when I dug that trench and uh, the guy I talked to, I don't want to, the guy I got advice from, it was good advice from the right guy, let's put it that way. When I uh, talked about digging that trench and fixing the septic field the other day, he gave me some, like, off, off, off the job advice, let's say. 
<laughs> you know, I, <laughs> you know, so I took his advice. He told me what to do. And he's like, man, you need to sprinkle some fucking hay over that layer of rock to keep the sand from going in. Or, you know, at very minimum, if you can't find some, uh, some straw, a good layer of straw to put over that, then use some newspaper. I almost wonder if I couldn't have threw a layer of cardboard on there. You know, same reason. Break down in time, but, you know, keep the dirt off in time. But yeah, that's what I ended up doing. I ended up having to go get some newspaper. Me and Lexi, <laughs> she was throwing it, lining it down. I'm throwing dirt on it as the wind's all blowing. I'm like, come on, her. <laughs> Man, the fuck, that is no shit, man. Fucking she gets the shout out for the shit. night. She gets the fucking, oh. she's the MVP shout out for the fucking night. Shout out to Lexi for the few nights. It sounds like she's been helping you with uh, working out there, shoveling, both snow and digging that trench. So, I didn't, you know what the best part of that was? I didn't even ask. You know, that was too, man. It didn't, you know, that was what meant the most, man. It, honestly, about that shit, because, man, I didn't even ask. They knew they see me out there busting my ass, and they just, I looked up from the fucking trench, and they were fucking standing there. Where can I get a shovel? I'm like, really? And they're like, yup. I'm like, okay. <laughs> over there, if you want to help, there's a shovel over there. She said, You should have seen her face the first time she grabbed that wheelbarrow full of rock. I'm like, I'll do that. She grabbed out and that shit. She took like one step back. She's like, Ain't no fucking way that shit's happening. I'm like, I got that shit. Just fill it up. It's all I want to, you know, if you want to help, all you got to do is just fill it up. I'll take it back for it. But uh, I appreciated the help, man. Un- yeah, unsolicited help. That's what meant the most, man. I didn't ask. They just, just did. Shout out, Lexi. Love you. Love you, girl. Courtney. Yes. Yesterday, I said to my daughter, "Baby, can you come and help me uh, do the dishwasher?" And she said, "Okay." And I went, "Yeah, can you come now?" And she was like. I am already coming. And it was like the first fucking time ever. And I was like, oh, sorry. I thought you said, hold on a minute. Because that's what she'd normally say. I'm here. What do you want me to do? Empty the fucking dishwasher. (laughs) I didn't say that. I don't think spoiling kids uh, does them any good. I'm I'm with Eagle on that. Even if you've got the money or like if you could sacrifice working the extra few hours and spending the time with the kids, I think the time together is more important than the toy or the fucking phone or the laptop being the fancier one or whatever, the more memory or the little bit better car or a little bit better whatever. I think that material stuff is much less uh, valuable than the time together and the memories you can make with like something like traveling with them or something being there for them at that game or whatever thing that they're in. Keep forgetting that book. Keep making myself off there. It didn't sound right. Did it? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Living in a small house is definitely good for family 
unity, in my opinion. Or disunity. I had three kids, three girls living in one big bedroom. I wasn't exactly, uh, they did figure it out, I guess, after a while, but at first it was not unity. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> There's no out of sight, out of mind there, though. You fucking, everyone knows what's going on, at least at home, when all three of you are on top of each other. Oh, you should see the power struggle that's going on between my two right now. Just Lexi and Courtney sharing a room. And, you know, Lexi's an adult. You know, she's old enough. Courtney's 17. So when it comes to, like, space, you know, Courtney's like, my room. When you move, (laughs) you're an adult. Sooner or later, I'm getting this room. Lexi'd be like, I'm the adult. <laughs> you know what? I get the majority of the space. And it seems like I hear furniture going back and forth all day long. <laughs> oh, man. Girls are crazy. That's too funny, man. I think it's just so great that you had three girls. It's like, and the whole that they're supposed to like the gender things that are sex thing, sex tests said they're going to be boys and they ended up both being girls. And the third one, you're like, fuck it. I'm not even going to get the test. I know. And then to being a girl too. It's just like, it is kind of like low odds to go three for three, all three girls. Like it's flipping heads three times in a row. Like it's not quite 50, 50. It's, Oh, that's a, I know there's karma. That's how I know there's karma. And I think at one point it even peed a little bit when it fucking like, oh, I got it, I got it again. I, got, I, I truly I believe. I, I truly believe you get for a reason. Like, Eagle needed some controlling for sure. That is why he has that. Nature uh, took over there and went. Mm-mm. I can't imagine meeting what? Eagle before he had three daughters. Like I can't imagine before your first kid. Like if I met you before you ever had any children, versus like meeting you now, the person you are after having three kids, three daughters specifically. But it's a uh, so interesting Jeez. to think of like how different of a person everyone would have been after that amount of time and that amount of experience. I said to my uh, wife you know, yesterday, I, we've had the dog eight weeks. I said, I've been a grown-up for eight weeks. And she said, how you mean? And I said, well, when I had a daughter, I became an adult. But now I've got a daughter and a dog. I'm a grown-up. So it's like that. Sorry, Eagle. Oh, I, I seen it coming. It's it's The karma scale was so bad. And I seen the sense of humor that it had so far. I actually got, I wanted a boy so bad too, and I actually got fixed. I was like, no way. That's, you've heard me make the comment. I actually made the comment at one point in my life, and it made so many people laugh. If I don't get fixed or she don't get fixed, I am going to fucking pound these nuts with a fucking rock. I am not having any more fucking kids. I knew it was just going to be a whole line of fucking girls. It just, it was just going to be a whole parade of women 
telling me what to do for the rest of my fucking life. And I knew the cycle had to end right there. Even if I had to do it myself and start changing my ways and fucking putting out nothing but goodwill from then on out, it was pretty much what I did. And then, and then, and then karma threw me one more cruel fate. Because if you've heard me tell this story, when I got fixed, that was the time that they came in and was like, hey, you don't mind if we've got a whole class full of people here to come in and stare at your penis while we do this vasectomy, do you? <laughs> Why they fucking sat there and talked and flipped my dick back and forth with a fucking pencil? <laughs> yeah, that's the way that story, that's the way karma finished that story off. <laughs> yeah, you think you're going to trick me? Yeah, one more laugh on you, buddy. I can't imagine. Holy shit. Yeah, there is a part of that story, though, where you did say yes. You could have said no. Yeah, well, no, I, I could have, <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't really think it was that bad, or I kind of thought maybe you were probably they all put sedated. me out or something. No, no, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got a shot. I couldn't feel it. I got a shot. I was fully awake <laughs> to feel the, the embarrassment of it all. No, no. <laughs> no, no. I, I thought, too. I thought, too, I was going to be making eye contact with him, too. Like, hey. Try not to. Try not to. That's for damn sure. Keep it on the procedure, all right? Not, you know, not the good. Just look at what's going on. <sighs> One of the worst days of my life. He says, don't forget to come back. We're going to make sure and get that sample checked to make sure, you know, everything's a go. I never went back. I never went back. (laughs) Years of practice says they got the job done. I don't need to go back to that office. Look them people in the eye one last time and go, yeah, we got you. You got me. You said on the bill, we're good. We parted ways. (laughs) You're like probably a king or something in a past life. Cause isn't that like the whole thing? Like certain kings, they want to like have their legacy passed on and they have like five, six girls or whatever. They, they like end up having like a bunch of different wives, but all the different wives they marry end up having only daughters. It's like, ah, it's one of those things. The universe does what it does. Still- We're just here for the ride. It's probably still a fucking poster on the back of that fucking examination room door and shit, my picture on it. <laughs> yeah, we got a guy to do it. No kidding. Yeah, dude said, yeah. What, about the joke? Yeah, about the joke. Oh, I had to go find people because we thought no one would ever. So we got a crown together. That's probably with the story. Uh, it's only funny so funny because it's true (laughs) you can't make shit like that up (laughs) you ain't the only one though my wife and i was watching some 90 day fiance where they like get a k-1 visa somebody marries somebody from another country and they come here and one of the dudes his wife was all pissed off she's like i want to have a baby he's like well i got fixed like 15 years ago and they like went to the doctor and then it ended up like she didn't have many eggs. So like she needed to go on fertility shit and like get her eggs frozen. So it was like tables turned. Like he could have easily gotten his like, like reversed, I guess, if he wanted to. But the doctor was like, no, no, you're the problem, actually. And she got like all defensive about it. So some drama. 
yeah, more than uh, definitely people do get fixed. And I, I'm glad that you didn't go with the rock, smashing it out in the forest. That would have been brutal. Oh man, it, it that was it got worse. It got worse after that, to be honest with you. Because I was supposed to do nothing for like a week. Don't pick nothing up. That weight limitation. And for some reason, Harbor Freight throws me a fucking miracle deal on a drill press that I just couldn't refuse. And I had to go pick up the drill press. And I handled that fucking thing more than I should have. And things turned alarming colors man i did i never went back in but i made a phone call and shit and they were like yeah dude we told you them colors yeah be careful just well if it's swelling don't go down you can come back in but man i had never seen my junk so many colors man <laughs> purple blue the whole crotch area you got to title this one Eagle Airs' is Junk <laughs> something. <laughs> <laughs> Look like Tyson had punched me in the fucking balls and shit. What, <laughs> what's gnarlier than a fucking rabbit hole? <laughs> a vasectomy hole, I guess, man. I never have that shit done. I don't know. <laughs> we got to get Aldridge in here. He's the anal specialist, I hear. Oh, Dave's not here, just got here, too. Yeah. <laughs> Eagle, Eagle, oh. the fat karma has one final uh, trump card left. You never got tested, and uh, what's up? Wabaso, life for life, was saying that uh, you got to get tested, or you might not even be shooting blanks, though. That'd be uh, <laughs> karma's last last card right there. <laughs> be like, she what? <laughs> you're, you're what? <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, oh shit. Yeah, that would be the perfect end to the story. Great <laughs> uh, uh, I've got a male who's about to do some breeding. He's a uh, a plant, though. Not a human. what's he breeding with? He's not going to be a vasectomy. It's the F two of the velvet punches that Eagle had a herm from, but I'll just warn people that it's in. I mean, in a lot of chem and OG lines, that if you stress them out or like you said that some of your stuff from med that your other clones that you'd run that hadn't hermed in the past, hermed in the Smash same cake situation. Did. Smash cake did, and uh, the Manja Delight did as well. So. There was three in that tent that all went the same way. Like I said, it was, it was definitely, and I guess that's one of the reasons why testers are testers, right? Yep. Yeah. It was definitely stress that I can, I will, I will 100% admit that, man. If I'll it, send you a pack of it could have been. Try it again. Maybe they won't be as bad as F3. Different mail. Maybe if I just, you know, close the doors and make sure shit gets done myself. That helps. Oh, oh, I, I mean, to... I'm out, dude. Bulletproof. Love. Peace out, Green have, have a great Monday. You too, Green Have an amazing day, buddy. So, man. Huh?
I'm not far behind them. I'm like falling asleep over here. I keep yawning. Been uh, working all day though. Chim chimneys. What'd you trim? Uh, I actually finished some Cindy 99. I got, um, I'm working on Skywalker OG right now. And I got one other one I just did. Uh, Blue Line Pie I did before that. And then I got Ghost OG. You got to call Blue Lime Pie uh, Creamy Lime or something. Because everyone says it's creamy. Yeah, dude, it is, man. It's, that's, I don't know, as funny as it sounds, because I was joking about that earlier, that creamy, but that's where that remark came from was the Blue Lime Pie. Like, every, every fucking buddy says it's creamy. So. <laughs> and it is, too. It's specific. like, yeah, when you hear it, you're like, yeah, I can see that. You know, you're like, yeah. Yeah. So, I've definitely come across creamy stuff for sure as funny as it is to say there's like even different like shades of creamy there's like whipped cream or like I don't know like buttery creamy like, yeah. uh, or like sweeter whipped cream like with like more sugary in the back end like interesting stuff but I don't want to keep you too long smiling have a great night man it's good talking with you no no man yeah that's fine I'm I don't know. I'm just hanging out, falling asleep. <laughs> like I am too, man. I'm so out of it tonight. It's weird, but sorry, man, to leave you hanging. But ego is always cool. That was awesome. You got the uh, attorney guy on too. It was sweet. So. I know, man. I no worries, man. I you're gonna give me a break later this week, so I know. yeah, I appreciate right. it. Man. A couple days. I hope you're ready. <laughs> I hope you're ready. I know. Rossabaz is no joke. Hopefully he's watching. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I I hear you, man. I'm <laughs> excited for it, so that'll be good. But have a good. Go week. back and look at that one too, man. His eyes are as fucking red as or fucking pink as that fucking bag back there. But at the beginning of that fucking interview. And fucking, I, and midway, he had smoked himself, fucking, and he never stopped smoking. That's the thing. He was fucking reefing on that thing, just going to town all the way through, chopping it up on the fucking board. And he went from fucking, I'm telling you, just bloodshot eyes to fucking white as fucking could be. Like he just hit himself with some fucking clear eyes. And was ready to go at six, man. He was ready to fucking and never stop smoking, man. He was going to go rake the yard and shit. He's he no joke, like, man. I don't want to have the smoke off with. It's like, <laughs> that'd be the never-ending show right there. So. Yeah, I'm definitely not calling out Rasta Bob, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. They got Rasta in front of the name. It's probably not a good idea. <laughs> So, yeah, don't get into a dab off with Rasta Jeff either. Yeah, exactly, man. He takes huge ass dabs too, for sure. So, both those you dudes have, can you have hold to it get down. your dreadlocks, ego. You have to work on your dreadlocks to do that. <laughs> I feel like Rasta Bob would approve of this. Is like a steam chalice. Is what they would call it, like a a fancy steam chalice for Jamaica. So, you know. I, I have not been working on. Oh, you gotta you gotta stay a second for this. Yeah, yeah. I remember how feisty I was yesterday. 
I don't know what the fuck got up my ass yesterday. I had fucking yesterday was such a crazy day, and I don't know how 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 it it ended off on such a like funny comical end. But I almost posted up this video. We know how like some of my com- competitors swipe some shit. This I'm working on. This is my Fumador beard. What do you think? Huh? No? Uh, huh? You need to get your kombucha. You need to get a brew. You need to get the flavors. Tuesday nights. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, <laughs> hey, with, with Ross the Bob coming on, you'll be about the same eight-hour episodes as he's got, so. Yeah. No, I, I, was, I almost it was almost a deer video last night with that shit. I was like, that qualified. <laughs> I was oh, like, man. no, no, no. <laughs> I'm glad you saved it for the rabbit hole. And we could catch it here live. Only for the few who've braved this glorious rabbit hole all the way to the fucking very end. Yeah, it's been a good one, man. Thank you, guys. Yeah, I'm having fun, man. I got 11% on my phone, and I've been switching headphones until they die or my fucking uh, light turns off on me. Or I pass out. One yeah, or the other is going to happen eventually. Be a good start to the week laughing this month. I'm like, my, my yeah. cheeks, I've been smiling so hard, they're like aching from smiling yeah. so hard over here, which is always a good sign, man. So, have fun for sure. Cool, man. Peace out, guys. Later. Have a good one, Smiley. It's the two of us. Oh, it's, been a, it's been a minute since we've been uh, one-on-one, my friend. It has been. Usually, like, at the very beginning of a rabbit hole for a few seconds here and there. Right. On. By now, Cherry Pie has cleaned your clock a little bit. <laughs> you've, been, you've been on fire tonight. you Jack's been no joke tonight. If you watch this episode, man, I think he smoked more tonight than I've ever seen you smoke. I'm token strong. I've been enjoying this flavor over here. This gelinade. I've got a. You didn't see me take down a bunch of cannabis oil off camera, which is uh, getting me to that level that I needed to be at. And uh, I don't know, man. I've just been having a good time with the community. And this is like uh, after doing my two hours earlier on growing with my fellow growers. I feel like I'm pulling a Spartan grown right now, going from one show to the next show. But I think Great there's something episode, fun about that. by the way. Thank you. <coughs> I was a fun Here's time. Your pilot. I always catch your show. Here's the only one that I make sure I catch out of the week. Some of them I catch here and there, but yours, I don't miss yours. I'm always there. I'm not in chat sometimes anymore because of things I pull in a towel once in a while I'm just lurking <laughs> but uh, I see you in chat I'm most always of the time, actually. I'm trying to make a better habit of shouting out the people that are like regulars that I see all the time and actually like saying their names on the thing I, I gave you a shout out at the end of the show or towards the end there and uh, can of queen and the bros because, I mean, Spartan's going there. He was on our show, and 
they're some of the first guys I started doing podcasts with and they're actually probably I found you on like episode two of the bro show so I'm thankful for that definitely looking back at things and I'm just happy for the whole cannabis community and seeing it grow move in the right direction as the cannabis lawyer talked about earlier pop brothers at law they were saying and I'm not even as old as uh, the two of you guys but in my lifetime I never would have thought things would be as legal as they are today and in so many states 47 if you would have told me that like it might be potentially federally legal again sometime in the next few years I'd be like get the fuck out of here it's not going to happen in our lifetime like they've been saying that since the 70s right so it's like I never had much hope but it's crazy to see we've really gotten closer and closer but I don't necessarily think like legal is perfect or the great thing I, th- I wish we would just federally decriminalize it that's my biggest problem is like I don't think anyone should go to prison for non-violent, non-violent cannabis crime. I'm looking forward to uh, where cannabis goes in the future. I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, <laughs> how the offshoots of uh, things are going to take off. Like I said a long time ago, like the studies in the soil. It's not just going to benefit cannabis. I think the a lot of the money from research, from trying to push as much out of the soil that they can get, will benefit you know a lot of other industries as well. Hopefully, in a good way. You know, hopefully they it's taking them down the organic route, showing them that they can produce at scale. You know, the same amount of tomatoes and everything else that they were producing. You know, hydroponically, hopefully this will teach we can do it the right way and put some nutrient-dense food back onto the shelves uh, the way it should be, flat out, you know what I mean? And uh, hopefully... Or capture, like, CO2. Like, cannabis, like, and hemp being grown, that's capturing CO2. And uh, Sink Angel, Xanthanol, he's been on this show, Matt, Matthew, um, our bug guy. He actually told me about something called Subarin, S-U-B-E-R-I-N, which is like, it's like a kind of cork-like material in certain trees and plants. But there are breeders out there that are breeding plants that are high in Subarin because that cork brings more CO2 out of the atmosphere than like any other material that we can grow. So if you could get like a high Subarin cannabis strain, whether it's cannabis or hemp, you could literally help reverse global warming or uh, climate change. And I think that there's just so much potential that um, people got to believe in stuff that hasn't happened before. Cause like you can literally make things happen that have never happened. That's the beauty of like, there are inventors out there who made things that never before existed. So I think everybody just has to believe in like, there is a world beyond this one that we're in right now. And we can like make a better tomorrow and future. If we have uh, the belief in ourselves and, ability to be creative and uh, follow those dreams and uh, sometimes chase down those crazy thoughts. They might not always work, but sometimes it might be the fucking thing that changes the world. We all have that potential though. I really believe that. I just had a crazy thought and fucking (laughs) it's weird that you say that, Jack. I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, just waiting for my ends. You know what I mean? But I I was having a crazy thought as you was saying that. I kind of, the crazy thought was, 
that uh, autoflowers are going to fucking save the Midwest cannabis industry. You know what I mean? Okay. And, you know, wrap your mind around that. And I was thinking about that. It, my mind works in such weird ways, and it, like, spun around in a quick circle there. Because I I thought I was thinking that, and I thought about, uh, <clears throat> you know, the, for some reason I've been quite stuck on Oklahoma. I don't know if it's just fucking calling me or what. But, you know, even when I've talked to a couple of them guys there, I've asked about, you know, because they've had – such a good area for farming. They're known for farming. It'd be a good industry for cannabis there. But unfortunately, they do have that fucking tornado alley, right? So now you think about that. You got a bunch of people out there that, you know, this year and maybe next year that are going to go out there and put them photos out there. Now, if they go out there and do that, you know, Tornado season comes, heaven forbid, we get a bad one, and they take a bunch of shit goes out. <clears throat> that could take out a lot of people, season one. So now, what do you think about that? Now, it being a good reason, a region to grow, and but you can plan around it with autos. You could almost, you know what I mean, have that fucking first harvest come in right before the, you know, the known tornado season. You know, harvest them in right before that time period comes in and then, you know, set up and go again just after and finish out. So get two crops planted around the season. I was what I thought just like we're one second. (laughs) No, that's uh, honestly, I've been thinking a little bit about autoflowers recently myself. I've never grown one yet. I was gifted a pack of like four or five different, like one or two seeds of Mephistos, which are like pretty highly praised. Uh, my buddy sent me some samples over the past few years that were autoflower and a few of them I actually would say like if you handed this to nine out of ten people they'd think it's a photo period they'd never have any idea that it was an autoflower it smoked strong enough and looked frosty enough and had great bag appeal etc and uh, my wife just recently like brought home some three bears OG which was autoflower concentrate and um, I for kind of like how I was on the herbs now for a long time I was like oh fucking autos because uh, I smoked low rider it was terrible it didn't get me very high. My buddy sent me a blackberry, which was literally the same color as the purple Bic lighter. It was so beautiful. Like one of the most amazing looking nuts. It was autoflower, but it actually kind of looked frosty. It had nice orange hairs. Bust it up, smoke it. You'd have to smoke two grams of it to feel any kind of buzz. I think there might be some CBD in there or something, but it just doesn't, it never did it for me. But when he sent me like the forgotten cookies uh, from Fisto, Alien versus Triangle, uh, Humboldt Seeds, he had the uh, OG Kush and Baba Kush autos. They both smacked like they hit hard as fuck like just like i would want from a photo like and because he grew it well it was actually better than some photo period growers i've had it from that maybe didn't do it as well so it's amazing to see autos and uh 2020 mendocino just teased to me he's going to be giving out some free autoflower seeds um he just sent me like a little um flyer we're going to be advertising for him hopefully to help him get his word out there to it's like the free seed giveaway he does once a year. I mean, he's got some autoflowers he's been working on. Just wanted to say cheers to uh, Light Up Again Tim and uh, Go For Me Heart Podcast. And who else just came in? My bad. Who else just came in? One other person. We, we shouted out Rasta Jeff earlier tonight. We were saying, uh, we were talking about jokingly with smoke offs that you never want to challenge a Rasta to do a smoke off because 
the eight hour episode. If anybody watched with the fucking Rasta Bob killing it with Eagle and smoking it for eight hours straight and he smoked himself sober and we were talking about you, Rasta Jeff, how you can take probably the fattest dabs and no one wants to get in a dab off with you if uh they're being serious with themselves because you take some pretty massive dabs and still maintain a pretty functional podcast and great shows and uh, lives and everything like that. So shout out for him. I'm happy to see him in the chat. He's got some fire genetics. Shout out to RE genetics. A lot of people are growing them. Uh, I've got a few on my wish list. Um, hopefully we're going to be growing some next April at our greenhouse. I recommended some to my boss and I think he got the packs. So. Oh yeah. The major general 420 army there was the other one that popped in much respect to you brother and no, chat, our bill said i thought bill sid's comment in chat was uh, pretty kind of funny too but very pretty awesome if i you think about it he was saying what if the uh the tornado hit there and uh flung seeds for miles you know, <laughs> kind of mother's nature's fucking seed spreader and shit. That'd be pretty awesome to see seeds everywhere, canvas growing. Wow. That'd be pretty awesome. Birds do a pretty good job when they eat the seeded outdoor crops flying around, shitting it out. But I think uh, it'd be tough. I wonder if they'd live through the tornadoes or hurricanes and shit like that. It'd be cool to see them spread all over wild, though. Some parts of the Midwest are like that. It's like the hemp and stuff where it just kind of grows wild and they it cost them too much money to get rid of it, so they just kind of let it grow and die, and they don't really manage certain spots each year. It could happen. It could happen. Do you think that's how, like, uh, some fucking crops could get fucked up? Same process. Just one get picked up, dropped in another field. Because it wouldn't have to be this season. It could be just dropped and, you know, necessarily didn't germ, got covered under deep for one reason or another, and got tilled up to a decent depth the next season and came up, Mr. Mail. <laughs> You're right. No, it could be. That's uh, honestly a possibility. Nature finds a way. Crazy enough. I've heard a crazier shit happening. I really do think, though, autoflowers, as much as I, I'm not going to be the one making the seeds, just like feminized, I'm not going to be the one doing it. But they're definitely going to be out there. People are going to be making them more and more. It's higher in demand than ever. It seems like when you look at certain seed banks, that's like a big portion of what they carry and what people are begging for. Um, I really just call me a traditional, but, and I know you're this way a little bit yourself. I like regular photo period. Like I like finding the males from the females. And if I wanted to, I can take a male and hit it to the female and make my own seeds with no reversal spray, no nothing. Just like, I don't know, traditional cannabis plant breeding or pollen chucking, whatever you want to call it. It's going to be a weird thing. I think it's definitely going to be regional. It's going to be a regional thing for sure. I think like Cali will fucking have fucking uh, photos down there. I think like Texas, Arizona regions could get away with some outdoors down there. I think down like in the central though, I think like it would be discussed because of the weather. I think they'll end up that they'll be like an auto region. And I think same thing down there with Florida, even though they've got the nice weather, they've got more of a shittier chance for hurricanes and shit. And because of that, I think they'll take the autos down there. You know? Yeah, just that rainy, heavy rainy season, if you can avoid getting it in there before 
bud rot and mold, or even just get some of these autos that are extremely resistant to certain outdoor conditions. Like some of them are going to be bred to withstand bud rot, mold, mildew, whatever, just be a fucking tank outdoor and guarantee I'm going to produce, I don't know, quarter pound off each plant or half pound off each plant or something like that. You know, that's the way I'd like to see a lot of the cannabis grown. It's got nothing to do with lights or, you know, <clears throat> where we're at in the phase of indoor growing. I just think uh, it's more <sighs> the way we should go. I mean, if we're going to grow tons and tons of cannabis, so they shouldn't be powered by lights or, <laughs> you know what I mean? We shouldn't be changing bulbs all the time. We should be in trying to figure out ways to do it outdoors, you know, either with fucking autos or like I said, in regions with photos or in greenhouses somehow, you know what I mean? But then again, do we want parking lots for the glass buildings? <laughs> Is that any much better? I don't know. If you can keep the cost down with like solar regenerative energy, um, I personally think craft will be done at scale in greenhouse some with mixed light some just <clears throat> greenhouse and the proper uh, climates that just produce really well in certain seasons but i think the best stuff will be mixed light greenhouses and then the most budget conscious but still uh quality will be outdoor in the future <clears throat> Ooh, that was a big puff I'd be, I'm, I'm just excited all the way around to see where it's going to go. You and me both. I think uh, there's talented people with autos and femmes. Like, I will say I've grown a femme that I really enjoyed, and it was a female. I had no harm issues. So I have faith that there are people making good feminized seeds out there. I want to give a shout-out to Brothers Grimm. I want to give probably another shout-out to um, Rasta Jeff, he, he makes femmes, and I don't hear anybody complaining about his feminized gear. I actually see people loving his feminized gear. So, uh, and also Humboldt Seed Company, they um, are the ones that some grown 707's been growing are feminized from there. That raspberry truffle or something like that sounds amazing. And uh, Nat Pennington, he does amazing work. He does huge hunts and picks out some really amazing plants. So, it's cool to see that there is really uh, large-scale, creative, unique work being done by a good handful of people. There's definitely a lot of people pollen-chucking and making a million strains and not testing them. But there's also people making really cool shit, new shit. And there's a lot of people going through the I old shit, Ra too. I give Ross to Jeff some fucking a whole lot of you know, shout-out and credit, man, for, you know pulling out his own niche in this market, man. There's a fucking ton of breeders and shit, seeds being tossed. It's not easy to make your niche in this market right now, like, man. He's got his days. I'm honestly surprised and no discredit or anything. I know you're listening, Ross and Jeff, but you know, no discredit for you. I'm honestly surprised how widespread the iRead genetics are. I, I'm not surprised, but I'm surprised and impressed, I should say, how widespread the genetics are. And people rave about them, you know what I mean? And it seemed like it just was like overnight, you know what I mean? Maybe it was like closed circle, you know what I mean? 
you know, that uh, it snuck in under the radar. You know what I mean? Because Tommy, I was though, in my circle for so from long. Detroit. Here's the quote for you, Eagle. Tommy from Detroit Nutrient Company said on this show, every overnight sensation is 10 years in the making. And I think that was the case with Rasta Jeff. He was putting in that time and we, he wasn't on my radar. He wasn't on your radar, but he was out there giving out free packs and doing the pot. He has 500 episodes of his podcast. He's been doing it for years. And uh, just recently in the last few years, I think he's gotten the respect that he deserves for the work he put in. And um, it took him a while to establish that credibility. But once people started growing and stuff and seeing it was fire and uh, his stories that he's you know, saying are legitimate, that this dude's, you know, got good experience in Colorado with commercial facilities. He has some proven genetics. And uh, I was happy to see that I literally over the past like three years or so that I've been on Instagram since I got on the cannabis Instagram scene kind of thing, seeing his following expand hugely. I think like teaming up, I think with Dude Grows helped him a lot, um, not to give them like credit for what he did, like, but I think getting exposure from different platforms, he is a very collaborative worker. He has people on his show. He's just a friendly guy and somebody that people want to collaborate with both like for podcasts, but also with genetics or whatever. So uh, I'm happy to see him have success. And there's so much space. Like you said, he's got his niche. His people love his stuff, even like his shirts and stuff like he's got. And it's not like it doesn't feel like sellout. Like people actually want the shirt because like they go well with the strains and like the designs are very colorful. And like, that's him. When you see him, like that's his personality. He's like, kind of a upbeat bright kind of positive dude and like his like stuff kind of his brand if you will like makes sense it all fits him it's like only a brand because like it happens to be like you know he's putting stuff out there for people but it's very genuine and you can see that with him and uh, i appreciate that about him so shout out Ross. yes i hear you you know, talk about it, and I realize it too, man. It makes me think of a lot of, you know, my friend uh, Subcool there, and them are a lot of the traits that, you know, and I, in putting two and two together, I can see why he took off as fast, you know, as as it did for him. And like you said, it probably wasn't as fast, you know, the work went in, but uh, you know, it's a lot of the traits that I did like. It was drawn in with the TGA bullshit. Uh, I sometimes use the terrible words to describe shit. But uh, the TGA whatever circle there, you know, uh, was him actually, you know, he backed his plants. He was showing his products, you know what I mean? Taking if you had a problem, he was there to, you know, give you a little bit of advice on the genetics. And that's the same thing I think I I have a lot of respect for Ross and Jeff for is the same thing, putting out his genetics and standing by him, you know, putting out podcasts you know, week after week, telling you how to grow. Same thing as my buddy sub there, willing to take in questions and give, you know, great advice on how to grow his genetics. You know, all things that uh, I admired about sub and his genetics, you know what I mean? There's a lot of companies at high times. You could see pictures and shit, but there was nobody like sub in his grow room shaking them plants showing you how to grow those quads and fucking you know what i mean one of a kind the man. thing I, uh, one of a kind yeah he, he was you know what i mean he would i loved one of the things i dig about sub was uh 
he would be so firm in something and then there would be times where he'd have to like go back and like all right kind of the old man kind of aspect of it all what you got there this is some 710 labs uh ice cream batter shout out 710 labs they make really quality stuff and shout out to my buddy who gifted this to me because uh you know i was going through kind of a hard time and it was uh very kind of him to the flower and a lot of the other stuff i've got some of my own still from my last harvest and i'm about to harvest some kineos lights but we got a 420 in one minute and uh, just want to shout out yeah seven ten lads gotta find the so the, here the, what i'm referring to there shout out and i'm gonna take a day with you too i'm gonna do <laughs> some purple thumb og purples purples punch but uh was uh the main thing i think about was that was the whole light thing is uh the hps big dick lights big dick lights you remember them the fucking leds little dick lights they fucking grubbing in my garden and shit and then you know as time goes on we learn you know who had leds in the head dropping them hps is putting in some hps or leds there you know we all fall but Yep. It was all a lot of us going, what about that big dick? You tuck that thing. <laughs> That's like Ross to Jeff. He always says, Oh yeah, he's a great dude. Huge cock. Big dick. But I have the same I actually have some of the same lights sub uses those timber ones with the green heat sinks, the big cobs. And uh happy four twenty. I guess we could do a dab song. Cheers everybody. Yeah, he actually uh had uh, the cannons in there too at one point. Yeah, he did. You know what I mean? Yeah. Keith hooked him up early on with the uh, in Arizona with the fucking cannon. Shout out to uh, Black Sail. I like that cat too. As far as creators and people go, you know, people in the industry. He seems like a cool dude off camera and shit. He reminds me of a couple of friends I've got downstate. <laughs> Hell yeah. Thank you, Sun Grown 707. Fucking Rude Nuts 619. Kazoo's Glass. Kazoo. For pushing in. Oh, I shouldn't say pushing, ushering in the dab face. <laughs> I guess I asked for it. Putting out a fucking dab song every damn night. But uh, it's here. Now, it's just a matter of time before I'm tearing something down to put it in the press. <laughs> As I sit there and make fun of my buddy for uh, his big dick lights, I'm sure a lot of you will all be fucking doing the same thing about the dabs and the rousing press. As I'm squishing my fucking hair, she'll be like, ah, I told you, motherfucker. <laughs> I told you. <ya." laughs> 
but that's the beauty of it, man. Man, to go. I did. <laughs> I'll take your comeuppance. <laughs> As you happily dab the fucking amazing hash rosin that you'll inevitably be pressing. I did one. You said one thing that really stuck with me though, and it's like Frenchie just makes his into a temple ball, and you never see his stuff pressed into rosin. I, I really, personally, my fa- I've had plenty of rosin. I've only had a few different temple balls. Every time I've had temple ball, it's like top five hash of my whole life. Like it's always my favorite. So I, I think that there's. It's something, it's a different effect. And if you like Temple Ball a lot, I, I do think you'll still probably have some of that and you'll probably still, you'll squish some of your hash. Not like the peak stuff or whatever. Maybe you'll squish the stuff that is not as good of a grade and it might turn into dabble material. I, again, I just think that uh, something tells me you're not going to fucking see Frenchie in his little workroom fucking again. Fucking in front of that rosin press, looking at Mrs. Fucking Frenchie, dabbing on that rosin, going, you know, this would fucking kill me. (laughs) (laughs) This would kill my business right here, these fucking rosin dabs. (laughs) He's sitting there enjoying that uh, temple ball and that bubble ash, I believe. I think you're right. And I'm sure he has access to plenty of the best, meltiest, you know, 710 lab Percy rosin or whatever rosin he could make himself. But there's something about the Temple Ball that is special. I think it's partially the age thing, but I think it's also the decarboxylating or just pressing it into that ball and having it all kind of congeal into one thing. Just especially if you do like farmer's hash style, multiple strands into that one mix and you get that one crazy ass ball. That's of late been my favorite kind of hash is the farmer hash or whatever some people like to call it where you mix all the strains and all the bags whatever i do it's 45 to 160 and press it all into one big ball what a great fucking journey though and i would love to get him on i've asked him to come on a couple of times i don't, honestly don't know what the holdup is because i've actually talked to him firsthand <laughs> and he's like yeah 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 and then somehow He's like, okay, DM, you know, madam, madam. And I DM madam, and then I don't know what happens in translation. I don't know if she's not game with the name of the show <coughs> or what, but, man, because I've, like, I've even went back and forth. I, like, you know, from one to the other, you know, I'm like, hey, you're, you know, Things are picking up, you know. I'd like you know, try to get you back on. I thought we had a deal. I'm like, I thought we had a deal. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a, I don't know, but uh, I think it would be good. It'd be awesome. What a fucking gig, though, to travel across the country, across the world, just kind of like show up and fucking all these cannabis fields, you know, and you'd be like, all right, I'll make you some ash. And I'm going to keep the best part. <laughs> it bounce. <laughs> and you're going to feed me, take care of me the whole time I'm here, but you're going to get some goods. I promise you. And still, you know, deliver. But, you know, that knapsack that he's got from, you know, from traveling has got to be just full of miracles of well-aged hash of, you know what I mean? Just quality hash that he's picked up across the world. I'd love to get into that bag. That's got to be one amazing knapsack right there. 
he oh my god i can't even imagine it, especially during those times when he was traveling like getting what he called the cream at every single place and i his story is a phenomenal one and he would be great for this show um he came on the cheap home grow actually a long time ago and uh he did an episode and uh very i think he actually came on twice um but yeah fascinating dude i know he came on twice he came on shane interviewed him with the questions i typed up because shane didn't really know too much about hash <laughs> so i wrote like 10 questions for him and he got through like you know most of them and uh, then he came back on and did growing with my fellow growers which was really awesome to actually like speak to him firsthand like over video call and um, i would love it if he came on here maybe i'll try and reach out to him i don't know if i have any leverage but the cheap home grow might be a little uh like hey uh you should go on this show. He came on our show, and we're friends of that show. Yeah. Give him a little nudge. I appreciate that. I've gotten more than a few uh, <clears throat> nudges from a few people for some great guests. Loman Holko has nudged a few great people to me. I've Amazing. Like said many times. There's been this, you know, I get, a, I get a lot of credit for doing this, but, man, realistically, a lot of people help out with this. You know, there's a lot of fucking, you want to check this person out, fucking, you want to do this. You know, it isn't all me. I'm just, I'm I'm networking and putting things together and showing up. You know, I appreciate, that's why, I, that's why, seriously, the shout outs is like one of the portions that I, I don't, I don't cut, man. The other night I did it, fucking things ran late. I wanted to do some shit, but I, and I cut them out. And I, I hit end, and I was like, "Wow, this is fucking weird." You know what I mean? I didn't, I didn't pay my dues for it tonight. <laughs> and, but that uh, said, kind of way. It's it's that time. I've got you eight minutes past your hour, or maybe it's not four twenty. Is it three twenty there? Yeah, it's three twenty here. Oh, okay. But I was gonna say, well, we're good. I was gonna <laughs> say I'm actually gonna be checking out. I was gonna let you get into those shoutouts because I know you got work to be done and. uh I'm actually getting towards the end of my rope. I know I don't have an early morning. I get to sleep in tomorrow, thankfully, but uh, getting back on the horse in the afternoon and evening with work and uh, finishing up some editing on the book tomorrow morning with the time that I do have. And I'll have it finished by the end of the week and get everything all priced out for everybody. So I'm just excited to uh, do that. I probably will do like a free ebook. Um, you could pay if you want for the ebook or whatever, but I know it's a hard time for a lot of people with the pandemic. So I could personally email you the, you know, digital copy, um, if you can't afford, but I think I'm going to do like a $1 option is like the cheapest. If you want to like pay something and then do like a 420, 710, like 10 bucks or something for ebook, if people want to pay, and then maybe have that, if you, uh, do any sort of amount like that. Maybe when the audiobook is ready, you'll get the audiobook. Because that's not quite ready yet. But So before be you go, I don't know. I'm, do you want my idea on air? Let's hear it. I always do. Let's hear well, it. Well, we I were care, shooting you some ideas there in the beginning there. And I kind of, I had one to give you, but I didn't get to, things transfer. Just kept going. So this yeah. is uh, in the shade, in the, in the whole idea with the 50 shades you mm. know what i mean you got your colors but when the theme of the 50 shades it needs to be uh 50 shades of like training 
you need to like have some that are like all low stressed and tied down in the scrog <laughs> and you know what I mean? The yep. 50 methods of training and shit. Yeah, something like that. That's a good idea for a sequel someday. I like it. I already, I, I'm a big uh, fan of training. I like the bonsai stuff. I like the, there's a guy, um, Light Addict. He calls it fluxing. He uh, has a, a guide on both um, grafting mothers. They have like, you know, 10 moms on the same one plant or whatever. But also he trains his plants like out super wide and low if you're in a tiny grow space. And that's the only way you can pull something off. I've got a definitely deep appreciation for training of the cannabis plant. So that'll be a future book. I really just love the history because a lot of people understand the training and it is beautiful and I appreciate it. But so much of the history has been like deleted or burned, you know, each, each summer, like they would, or after harvest each year, they'd burn up their notes from that past year. So they wouldn't get masterminding charges or whatever. Some wouldn't even keep any notes because they were paranoid or got busted in the past for having notes. So um, now that we're in more of a open and legal territory and we can talk about these things and put them on paper, it's nice to document what I know. And the beauty of it is if something's off, I'm even going to be open to that. Like, you know, version 2.0 or the ebook will get updated over time, you know, and it's like, that's the print one, volume one, version one. And uh, I'm a, everybody makes mistakes and I'm up in here and what people think about what I had to put out there. So I put a lot of research into it and a lot of my personal experience is going into it. And uh, I think if nothing else, it'll just be a fun book to flip through on your coffee table. You got some bud porn and some information. And if you have uh, anybody who likes cannabis, it's fun to flip through and learn uh, a bit about how long it takes to flower, what it smells like, what uh, cannabinoids or terpenes might be in there that make it special. So I think people are going to enjoy it. And uh, that's really what I'm doing. It. This isn't like a financially motivated thing. I just have really wanted to do something like this for a long time and it's really in, in honor of subcool in a way because he's in the foreword of the book and uh, he really heavily inspired with the dank and the dank 2.0 his authorship how he wrote the photography i, I used some of his photography i mean i hate to say it but i know he's not going to sue me <laughs> like it wasn't copyrighted or whatever and even if he did i'm using it in fair use both I'm like critiquing and evaluating the bud and I'm also um, using educational purposes. It's not like it's legal to use things like that for education. And that's what I'm doing. I'm teaching people about the strains and furthering the education. And I think if anything, all the people that are featured are going to be happy because I'm advertising for them. I'm pushing more people to buy their seeds, buy their strains, grow their stuff, uh, try it out. I put 50 people that I enjoyed. I'm not doing one of the strains that I hate. It's like 50 strains that I enjoyed that are awesome and unique. And I appreciate the breeders. So people will have a nice selection of stuff when it comes out to have information on and feel confident in, in my opinion. In my opinion, they should be grateful that you're doing your part to uh, help immortalize them, if you will, for uh, a little bit longer. So I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And I honestly think he would, even if he was still here. I don't think he would have any problem. He's a marketing genius. He would have realized, oh, man, that's going to sell me more seeds. That's going to make my name more widespread and, and more well-known and more you know, reputable. And, and if, if people look at me with any sort of recognition for the history, and some people have literally begged me and asked me for this stuff, and if you get put in one of those 50, I think like 
if a, if a reader had a big problem with it, I just pull them. There's another hundred strains behind them. So it's like, if, you, if you're going to have a big problem with it, I'll literally just pull you out of the book and you're not going to get any free press from it. So it's like, that's the way I feel about it. I'm, I'm trying to promote everybody and make positive and push forward good things in the community. He was definitely that dude. Uh, and I can, I can attest to that. I mean, that's where me and him, uh, I gave him a lot of props, man. And he always, he always said that, you know, it was always in the name of some of that shit, eating the shit online in the name of publicity there. And one good example was, uh, fucking, uh, Dan, 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 Dan. Green Thumb, Green Thumb Dan. Uh, I know what I'm saying is wrong. I don't fucking know. Do you know who I'm talking about? Uh, like Danny Boy, the, the one Coast. who died? No, 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 no. He's the East Coast breeder. He had big, big, big man Dan or something. Big Dank man Dan. No. Oh. Oh, yeah. We put out like a ton of videos, snakes, about snakes. Cool dude. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Cool dude. I learned a lot from him, you know, throughout the years. His breeding, you know, how to grow, his techniques and shit. And much, res- much respect to big man Dan. I think that's it. I know. Uh, much respect to Dan's big green thumb. Thank you, 42420. And uh, so I learned. I did learn a lot from him. And he disappeared for a while, okay? He disappeared. I don't know. I've heard some shit. Why? these days doing this why but uh he came back onto the scene there and he was started talking some smack about uh you know uh breeders and i fucking flat out you know know, this is one thing you can fucking bet on me if you've got a friend in me and i call you a friend (laughs) if i see somebody dragging you out in public I may punch somebody's teeth out in, the, in your name. <laughs> and that was kind of the fucking deal there, man. He called some out fucking about breeding and shit. And me and that cat went back and forth and on in the comments of his video. I mean, round and round and round. And he came back and made a fucking video about me the next day and shit. <laughs> Talking all that shit. And I fucking, uh, I even went to sub. I'm like, dude, you're fucking, he was, because uh, Dan was growing out his flower. I want to say it was like sangria or something like that. And sub was reposting the fucking pictures of it during this process i'm like dude he just made a video talking shit about your breeder and you're posting reposting his pics i mean granted they were fucking great pics he's like yeah but the dude's fucking got how many fucking followers and he's just reposting my strain it's fucking it's it's good it's good no matter if it's in hate or whatever you know what I mean? I'm reposting his shit, but he's still reposting my shot. It's a great fucking shot. I'm like, eh, whatever. All in the name of marketing, but yeah. Yeah, I actually did. I actually, there's a couple episodes where me and 
me and Dan went back and forth. And I've got tons of respect for the dude, man. As far as, you know, growing and the person and shit, he's just happened to call out a friend of mine and shit. I was like, man, I ain't fucking standing for that shit. When you've seen, <laughs> you've personally seen Subs Gear, because one, like you were kind of a little bit less partial because like as a distributor, you didn't make the seeds yourself. You were just giving them to people in the good faith that, you know, they were what he had advertised to you. And you saw a lot of people get exactly what they wanted. So you'd see them time after time have good luck with a handful of strains that you'd ran yourself and personally tested more than he grew, grew or tested himself. He said it himself. So, I mean, you had good place to stand from and say, like, you know what? This shit's good. So you're going to duke it out with them in the comments. That said, I'm having a hard time stringing words together. I'm definitely uh, well medicated. I took my way into a. Uh, Again, one last thing before you go. It's that their attitude right there, that karma through those girls in my lap and fucking. Those girls were out of conscious and shit, man. I, it took me a few years. I was like, I don't even know where it came from. All of a sudden, I'm like tearing up at fucking cartoon movies while I'm holding them and shit. Those girls, karma. My wife, man. My wife is uh, the same way. She brought out the softer side in me, and I think it's a good thing. We should all have that range of emotions in oh, life. Yeah, I, I was grateful. Grateful. I couldn't. There's no way I could have kept going like this shit. And, yep. and, you know, I tell them that all the time not all the time just in special moments because otherwise I shouldn't blow their heads if I told them that all the time <laughs> but I am definitely definitely grateful for each and every one of them you know I gave something up for everybody except for Courtney for you know Brittany I gave up alcohol which was a crazy crazy road and aspect of my life at that point I was drinking a lot and Courtney or Lexi I gave up tobacco Courtney there was nothing left I just had cannabis but uh, all of which the alcohol the tobacco were killing me and took me down a crazy road all in all them girls saved my life and I'm grateful for them so and thank you for letting me say that Jack hanging out long enough for me to say that brother no, honestly, I, and and I know that, and that's why earlier I said I can't even imagine if I met you before you had your daughters, because imagining you as somebody who drank, it's like I know you as the eagle who's growing his own, who's a caregiver, who has been in the cannabis thing for 20 years. So, like, before you had kids, that was none of who you were. So like, this is a whole big part of your life that, like, didn't even exist before the kids, so... I'm actually, I hate to say it, I'm glad I met you when I did. We, our paths crossed at the right time because uh, I think we're both on a path that we're really happy with and we're going to continue forward with for many years to come. I couldn't be any prouder to be doing what I'm doing right now, Jay. I feel I the exact same way. Too, brother. Hey, Cheers. have a great night, man. And uh, thank you everyone in the chat for having me. Much love, everybody. I'll catch you on the next one soon. Have a good one, Jake. Always in that, my friend. And they're right. It's a good place to end it. Time to get the shout outs and uh, try to get some shit done tonight. I'm just reading some comments. Uh, that's right. You do have to look back. They're all lessons learned. Some of them hard, some of them easy. 
But uh, some things that you can't learn in school, sometimes only things can only be learned in time. That's what I can say about that. And I've learned a lot in my journey. And some of it I hope to pass on. Thank you guys for hanging out tonight. Uh, always an honor hanging out with you guys every night. This amazing Sunday night. It's been a fun rabbit hole. It's been a fun rabbit hole tonight. I haven't even seen how much 70 people watching right now. I can't be right. You guys are pretty damn awesome. Listening in, hanging out. I thank you guys very much. Very, very much. It can't be alright. I gotta refresh this page. Get some music going for these shout outs. YouTube will bear with me. Maybe back to 69. You guys are awesome, man. Hanging out on the Sunday night. 56 thumbs up. Amazing. I don't even care about them thumbs down anymore. Thumbs down that shit all you want. You're not gonna bring me down, no ways, no hows. See what we find to rock out on while we get out. I know one song, I'll play this one from my friend, uh, Johnny Kennedy. Where'd you go? I do like having, uh, Things more hooked to one computer. Still got some upgrades I want to make here. But uh, definitely like the setup I have right now. Happy, happy, joy, joy, happy, happy, joy. You guys remember Ren and Simpy? Happy, happy, joy, joy, happy, happy, joy. All right. Probably get in trouble for this one, but it's still worth it. If I have to. I'll scrub it out. Kind of matches the mood. I can't drink some juice. Ah, oh, good stuff. Some uh, apple cranberry. Can't show the brand. Right? <laughs> Here we go. You guys go. I see you guys billing, but I'm still doing your shout outs. 311 mix up. Kinder grows. Oh, I think I might have to. Uh, oh, I got to pause this one. Yep, yep. And then I've got to step up. There we go. Kinder grows. Evergreen. G's. Friends. Tree. MMJ. Matt S. Save Vault. Dragonfly B, Justin Meds, Travis Well, Travis Wells, Unlikely, one nine eight ninety six, Eric Ferguson, Seattle's Chronic Seeds, King Chronic Titan, Shingle Gas, Web Asshole for Life, John Smith, Tommy Tricombs, Boca King, Raz, Pop Little, Slow Roll, Spiky Pilot, Oscar Green Jr., Matt Steelbird, Into Eleven. 
Stephanie B, Shark Pulley 989, Bon Braun, Sovereign Garden, Stoner Nation 420, Tommy Tricones, Joey Y, Bugs One, Grow 313 Grower, Painted Lady, Frank Booth, Jay Myers, Submit to Chat, Mr. Randy D, Bag Seed, Dr. DGC, Jeff, Shredder 911, Dutch Grows 420, Scallywag 420, Abolish Mississippi, Skill Ball 1, Meta Grower 1, Empire Breeding Cove, Growly, Lost Leaf, Liam Mass, Danny Danko, B Bear 7, Ollie Noble, CK, Tom Trinidad, Loney Jester, Smoking in a Small Town, Times, Mr. Lazy, Rafter Grows, Rob, Automation is Freebird, Robert Hazelton, Dora Michigan Quarry, Double Tap, Mr. Green Thumb 420, 808 Rooting Prospects, Cannon Bus Driver, Hate and Life, Kenny 710, Operation Grows, T Ben, TM42696, Rudin 619, thanks again, brother, Dr. Scrambles, VV Moon Rocks, GHF Double J. Bio Green, Stealth Grower 56, Hanky Stanky 420, OG KP, Ganja Nana, your mama, Ganja or Joja, Joe Roy Rodriguez, Be Growing, Bit Nature's Best Nugs, Killer B Grows, I seen you tonight, Ganja Wizard, Husky Grows. Our Husky Gardens, Nut Tree 420, Dr. Ooh, Soil Life 420, Bully Life, Bully 4 Life, the Jeff Row 420, uh, Beavis 698, Dr. Franklin Booty. Goddamn, I'm big. Ted's Tess. The Riffin' Fat Boy, Dr. Uh, Jack Greenstock. Thank you very much, brother, for hanging out tonight. 420, 420, Spartan Grown, Booms Farm, Charlie's Farm, 420, Aldridge, 25. Smiley's Gardens, thank you, brother. Much respect to you as well. JD's, Misty's Nugs, we miss you. Smoking Grow Frazier, Grow Koski, Twisted Roots, Faded Farmer, 420, Jeff Jarowski, Genetic Memory Farms, or the cat, the fucking. The uh, Foraging Gardener, I believe that's one and the same. Evolve 420, Cameron, Mr. Bagsy, Jill Carter, Mystic Marks, Mystic Grower, I Kill, DT, Ginger Snaps, DTE, Grose, Rick Wolf, DLP 2372, Nen Denver, Mike Denver, Sergeant Pepper 420, Can a Trooper, Sequence 3. I wonder why I killed that video right there as quick, man. I bet you that was copyright right there. Just smacked right down. Hmm. Maybe I shouldn't play no more of that. No more God music, huh? That's scary. Ooh. Let's see here. Gotta find a new song. I think YouTube plug plug on that one. Too bad it was a good one. The Riffin' Fat Boy. Jack Green saw 42420. I know I got the Spartan Grown. Come on, look back to my playlist. There we go. Oh, too far. Where are you? What are you doing? Bear with me, guys. Bear with me. When the world oh, is crumbling. Oh, I... Well, I guess that's the best I do with that. <laughs> uh, I can't even see chat right now. Aldridge 25, Charlie Farm 420, Smiley's Garden, JD's, Misty's Nugs. I got a lot of these. Twisted Roots, 
Grokowski, Faded Farm 420, Jeff Dorowski, Genetic Memory Farms Evolved 420, Cameron, Mr. Bagsy, Jill Carter, Mystic Marks, Mystic Grower, I Kill, T.W., Ginger Snaps, D.T.E., Grose, Rick Wolf, P.L.P. 2372. Gotta love live TV, right? I'm gonna go with some shit that I just know ain't gonna get me in trouble. At least for now. Ned and Mike Denver, Sergeant Pepper 420, the Cannon Trooper, Sequence 3, Blind Cat 420, Light Up Again, Tim, UKSIF 420, Buddha Boy, Devin Shipwreck, Medical MJ, Budsville, USA, Resurrection Prophet, Chris Martinez, Tara Wilson, Dank Man 420, Dank Man Dan, Red Center Farms, Good Life, Johnny Bell, Chicha B, the Most Hated Grower, the Major General 420 Army, the American One, W Digger 714, Sarate, Kineos, Genetics, Mountain Skies, Ready, Hit That Hot Five, Chris Mertz, what's up, brother? Miss your robot. <laughs> Ian, save Robbie, Sergeant Live, Pepper Fade Cam, Finger Leagues, Finest Ridge Patch, Dozer Man, Southern BT Grower, Choose Medical, Jerry Bear, Plus One Medical, Secret City Pioneers, My Little Tent, 2042 Space Walker, Christian Tree Monk, T. Barrington, Heart and Soul Grown. Mike B, T. Dwayne, East Coast Will, Heidi Day, Galactic Gardens, John Smith, Elliptus, My Natural Farms, Pacific Northwest Seeds, Rastakaya Paul, that is Lemon Hoko, Trent, Rita's Juicy Life, The Richard 420, Gramps Manual, Mari Bonds, and Sammy Sizzle, 81, Nine Inch Colas, Chris Moe, DK Trades, Vision Creators, Guru, The Kind Brew, Canadian, Canna, Nation J J Wire in Dan the Indoor Man, Gromy Homies, Hamilton Grown, Clip Smokes, Keystone Canna Flag, PA, Big High 710, Eugene Greenleaf, Ace Drew Hustle, Fred Don Carlos, North Arizona, Beer Grow 420, No Sellout, Jesse White, Gastain Yeti, Introvert, Zoso J, Fixin Robin, Mr. Killer 8 Mo, Cam Wood. James Buttercream, C-Dub from NorCal, The Farmery Seed Bank, Deadhead, Smokey 616, Curtis, Curtis Mahan, Matt Myron, Morte, Rick Heyman, Stephanie Dorr, Antenna Seeds, Vabcarious 5K, that is Mike Rubles, The Drew Bear 420, Maxi 751, The Lawrence Gonzalez, Lawrence Gonzalez, sorry Lawrence, slow to get up, slow move, Stu move. Papa Co. 719. Make with Shake, baby. Old Smoke. PWC Grown. Laura Walsh. Mr. Blunt. Mr. Weed Blunt. Old Smoke. Old, old School Grower. Sorry. Uh, nutrient Shootouts. Chad Westport will be here in a few days. Hacho Grown. Floor Nugs. My Little Piece of Heaven. Pungent Sound Seeds. Goliath Grower. I think we need to get you one. Richard T. Chrissy Wannabe, Mr. Soul, Full Spectrum, Gone God, Lori Hansen, Real 2000 Years of Tradition, Mr. D. Conley, Pip Jam McBody Face, Show Me Sasquatch, Fuck Google and You, I'm Going Whale, Canadian Restore, Dirt Road, Poor Dirt Farmer, 
Carl Wright, Zephner, Humble Farms, Tannery Farms, Seldom Seen, Oak Park Cartel, 9782, Skunky Packs, Marshall Artist, 2012, Micro Slave Hefner, Danielle, Daniel McDizzle, Medically Fit, KGB, Robert Greenfingers, fucking Thomas, <laughs> Brancho Costa Plenty, Monkey Balls, Andrew Champlin, Bobby Lynn Means, French Digger, Mr. Mac, Tony Like Baloney, Bill S., We Peace, Tater Delicious, Minty, Country Roots, Here on Fire Genetics, Earth Creeper, Billy, Big Ray 420, Teeny Weenie 101, Buds and Hazards, Mr. Club 14, Bearded, Bearded B-Man Farms, 616, Snarl Up North, Max Kroom and Ruby, Timothy McKimmis, Neo, Justin Beans, Chronic 88, Fat Belly, Real, Jennifer Steele, Kinnabus 03, Turt Farmer, Shannon Stevens, Carlitos Latinos, Cater Country, Mr. Speed, Wolfstein Firestone, Wooly Wookie, The Goddess Grows, Ross and Bob, White Feather, Grown, Burning Shrooms, Tone Grows, Dane, Caveman Grows, BX Gunner 81, Smith Dude, Noob Grows, Sean McCann, Jay Munz, Dank Agenda, Wild Wild Can Dog, Fall. Fall Dog, Huron Cannabis Counter, Alyssa Parrish, Rock Fam, Justice Mick, 420 Bin, Fresh Gold, Thriving Herbs, High Boy, Your Mailman Grows, We Be, we be Growing, Australian Grown, Love for the Plant, Argo American, Smot Poker, Unfrozen Caveman, Hawaii's Highest, Surfcraft, Micro Goon, Jeff Lowenfels, Mobius Grows, Jake Brownies, Dank Deed, Elliot Harkins, Mystic Flavor, The Foraging Gardener, Genetic Memory Farms, I believe. Overcaught, Overwater, Overkill, Seattle Steve, Shadow Warrior, Valley Green 514, Amelia Jensen, Oz Indica, Dr. MJ Coco, Brandon Russ, Matthew Gates, Steve's Bags, Drone Star, Shotgun Willie, Dank Yoda, Jay Simmons, Churbro Gross, Clack West Coon, DJ Conley, Aaron the Grower, that is ATG. Late 1978, Michigan Grown, Buds, Yo Boy, Roy Boy, Delta 9, Jay McDaniels, Clackamas 420, Stinky Colas, Dylan Steinford, PFC Farms, Husky Garden, Sungrown 707, J8 Dro, J420, Cascadian Grown, Tetones McGee, Four Plants A, Overwater, Overkill, Weedworks, Captain Scrog, Skunky Buns, Hans Warrior, Jackie Yo, Terry Lee Live, Gaster Tempe, Annie N, The Urge, Green Junior, Leon from All Purpose Plus, Green Goose, 11 Smiles 11, Bindu Buds, Micro Rasa Grows, T's House of Dank, Mama Law 710, Scarecrow 420, Green Thumb, Bum for no 420, just Green Thumb Bum, Christina MG89. Unplugged 705, Medical McGullicuddy, Rick T, The Rebel, The 9207, Fabian Salinas, Dave's Not Here, Tom Spoot, Rain Walker, Mendo Dove, T-Dog, Dung Beetle, Red Eye Jedi, Grows, Mother Nature, Justin Conway, Duckweed, Red Eye, uh, Run Boy, 7426, Justin Gooder, Strongman, Oki Grower, 75, Corey Trevor, Michael Wallace, Low Vision 420, Ujo Cat Daddy, Taco Don Slug,
uh, Mo Vision 420, Who's Your Cat Daddy, Tackle Don Slug, Rick S, In the Bushes 827, G, James Simmons, Kevin Hahn, World's Last Hope, Pats Fan 420, Value Mitchell, Dirt Road Dude, Kenny Shiva, Jose Ramirez, Red Eye Rustler, Dab Goplin, Dr. Buzzlight, Year 710, Canuck, Canna Queen Genetics was on tonight, Kenny Canna. Nine o'clock on Sundays. Sabby Tanazi, Fumador, Dirtman, Dan, Keith Black Sales, Mr. Bacillus, Zen Premium Gardens, Ross and Bob, Rice and Jeff. Of course, that is the EO crew. Uh, Thursdays, nine o'clock. If you didn't know, you should be checking that shit out. Good job. Uh, we got here Soil Roots. Small Tubes, Tyler, Frosty Buds, North Michigan Micro, Ouija Buds, Dub T Roy, Big Jar Grows, JC, Modern Genetics, SoCal Weed Nerd, John, Laz, PPJ15, Green County Growers, CJ Apple, Perfectly Imperfected, Dollar Tree Growers, T1 Productions, Dank Grower, DOA Grown Meds. So oh, shout out to you, brother. Hopefully you are doing well, my friend. Hopefully you are having a great great weekend or beginning to the great week man miss nudie grows i grew some our uh miss nudie grows that's geneva eats weed on youtube i grew some shout out much respect to you brother johnny canaseed much respect to you as well nutrient shootouts naughty nikki zoe and slammer pixel monkey saint bernard's observation booth clover 420 and titan all weed nerds that I can vouch for. For that, I've got much respect for them all. Some of them, St. Bernard, Pixel Monkey, Zoe and Slammer, Naughty Nikki. I remember you guys from way back, and I have tons of respect for your knowledge and just who you are. Hi, Spy Aldridge, 25. Miss Madam T, shout out to you. Hopefully, you're having a good night's rest. To Moo, Mo Groa, the kind of crotch, Loki grows. Cast this guy, 7979. Burton was on uh, Terry Lee Live the other day. Polish Hammer, Midwest Outlaws, 31. Voodoo Ultras, Fresno Nerds, Cali Connections. Wolverine Grower, Big Jar Grows, Jimmy One for Life, Laid Way Back Farmer, T-Block, MMP Nations Creations, Amber Lalana, Psychedelic Warlock, Artist LD, Sir Sticky, Rob, Big Dave 420, Brent Window, Big Ed 1961, Man of Wadi, G3, The Green Click, JK, Triple G, Mr. Sprinkler, Brittany and Tyler Teasley, Hope Farms, Lisa G, John, Be Too Crazy for You, BG, WG, 420, Dr. Budswell, Perfum OG, good morning, shout out to you, brother. Hopefully this is the beginning of amazing work for you, my friend. I enjoyed the shit out of them extracts, man. Thank you, man. And, you know, I do appreciate all you guys. I really do. Have an amazing day, brother. From my heart. Oh, I forgot where I left off here. Thumb, where are you? Our intro, Sensimilia, Mr. Sensimilia. And our intro, Arthro, everyone. <laughs> However, I should say it. Shout out to you guys. Just a face 420. Beast Coast Crower 420 had an episode tonight. Pretty good show as well. Check him out, I guess, Sundays. Hopefully. <laughs> Slur how Trey Malone, keep it real. 
Hegerton 420, Sub Zeppelin, Audit Everywhere. BT Double D Grohl's Bingus was here tonight, man. I love, I love, really enjoy hanging out with Bingus, man. He's a good dude. Green Puffin, man. I love the way Fade just steers good people into your path. Alex Boykachev, Chef Life, School of Crop, because I love it. Green Mountain Grower, Southwest Oaky Reels, 100, 212. Andy Man, I would like to get that episode. Miranda Family Farms, Paige Farmer, Me All Flower, Ryan Henderson, Green 13, New Tailbot Wind Kingdom, Aquaponics, Indra, Michigan Native, Mary Jane's Med Garden, Streamer 77 Double D, Bad Gun Bunny Nutrients, Mr. Green Pots, Miss Green Nugs from 619 to 664, Spaniard Kruger, Jones in the Grow, Pop T Gross, Raz Amy, Dro Grows, Cass, the Grow From Your Heart Podcast, Ross and Jeff and those fire I read genetics for hanging out tonight. Shout out to you, brother, for all you and all you've done for this community. Lily Luna, the Green Men Flock, Jeremiah Miranda, Stony Creek, Lost Ark, Mr. No One, LG420, Giant Mike, Prometheus Soil, Jason Iso, P. Wynn, David Colby, Mason662, Scroggy McScroggin, Scrogginton, the fourth, the goddess grows, and last but never least, our friend, Weeders207. Shout out, brother. Thank you guys very much for hanging out this uh, Sunday episode with me and the Pop Brothers, Craig from Pop Brothers Law, at Law, I should say it right. Great people over there. And again, with uh, me, Smiley, Bingus, who else was here? Oh, Jack Greenstock, and this one, I'm starting to write this down so I don't forget. Me, Jack, Ali Noble, Green 13, Smiley. Sorry, guys, I almost forgot somebody else. Mr. Stone, the dabs, some dabs. I'll do one on the way out with the dab song if I can get it real quick for you guys. I greatly appreciate you guys hanging out. Mondays, as you know, will, are, the ra- are the rabbit holes, the designated rabbit holes around here. I bump my schedule around uh, Skill Bowl 1 and uh, Red Setter Farms. They do the late session at 11. So I'll be checking in right around 12.30, 1 o'clock tonight. Get a little bit of extra work done. Hang out with you. Leave some space for some friends. Mainly respect for Skillbo. He is one of the people that uh, nudged me into this adventure, this phase in my life. And I do have respect for Skillbo and Sequence 3 for that. You know, like I said before... Sub wanted me to try to do this when it was his thing, and I didn't want to do it, but it wasn't until Sequence and uh, Skill Bowl 1 nudged me into coming on the Bros Grow Show that uh, I actually stepped in front of the camera and started this. So shout out to them, guys. That's just my way of tipping my hat and thanking you guys for uh, doing what you did. I still respect you guys for that, that's for sure. And uh, so, enjoy their time, man. Hang out with them. Red and uh, Skillboard are great guys. Great banner. It's a good way, good way to spend your Monday nights. And come hang out with me after they're done. In the rabbit hole with me and uh, hopefully a lot of you great people hanging out. Appreciate you guys. With that being said, 
this the end of your journey get some rest this beginning of your day like many many people across the globe green 13 skunky pilots or uh spiky pilots i'm sorry spiky pilots so many of you guys over there across the pond gr420 community videos gmo everybody across the world man this is things pretty awesome much respect to you guys go out and have an amazing day it's fucking monday kick off a prosperous week join me tonight and if not you guys remember do something nice for somebody random acts of kindness to save lives as you guys watch this journey of fucking talking shit with eagle goes up and down sideways maybe piecing together little by little my crazy life but uh i do appreciate you guys that being said i am out of here for the last time thank you good night